Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All righty, yeah, righty, yep, Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday edition of the Taz Show. What's up, what's up, what's up? Yes, welcome. Welcome to some fun, insight, lack of seriousness, attention to detail, all this other good stuff. Taz Show, Friday edition, coming at you, streaming and screaming, body slams and beyond, the whole nine yards, the whole kitten caboodle, as they say. Yes, that's right. I am Taz, and thank you very much for uh, listening live at TazShow.com or on the Radio.com app, or maybe you are watching live at TazShow.com. Thank you for that. Maybe you're listening to the audio on demand, the podcast version of the show at play.it, iTunes, TuneIn, or Spotify. If you're doing any of those, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. I very much appreciate it. The whole team here does. Have a very special edition of the Taz Show here coming at you on this Friday. Have a special guest coming up in the show uh, later on. He will be here. And he is known as Corny, yes. Jim Cornette, yes. Jim Cornette will be live here on the Taz Show via the phone. Jim Cornette, right there, you see the graphic? Jim Cornette will be live here on the Taz Show. Looking forward to talk to Cornette. Catch up with him. I I really want to get some uh, insight about old school stuff like Smoky Mountain Wrestling, where I wrestled for a very short stay, uh, but he uh, had the company for several years there and then basically uh, you know ended it once he ended up going to WWF, I believe. Uh, that's kind of what happened. So uh, I want to talk to Jim about some details about Smoky Mountain and all this other stuff. So looking forward to talking to Cornette later on. Uh, we got to get some house cleaning here in a second. What else? Oh, also, yes, if you'd like to call the show, that, as you know, is a very simple but yet easy process. Attention, hotline fans. All you got to do is dial 866-475-2948. That's 866-475-2948. Yes, you can do it. People are calling the show already. Everybody's fired up. Everybody's excited. It's Friday. Happy Friday, Bob, in the office. Hi, Jane. Happy Friday, you dumb let me introduce the biz dev guy of the show. I almost lost it there. The lumberjack, the lumber biscuit, dirt sheet Dennis, who was on the speed dating. We'll get into that in a minute. Dirt sheet Dennis, welcome to the Taz Show. Timber! Do you know what Friday is? What? Do you know what today is? Please, sir, don't ever ask me any questions. What is today? Bagel Club Friday. Oh, damn it. Forgot about that. Maybe. Might have to plan just, an attack. Well, yes. Yes, with video, that would be nice. And we'd all be fired. That'd be interesting. And also, be nice. this could be good. Maybe because, let me get some housekeeping here. and Because this might be a natural segue. It's part of the script of the show we just did there. You'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah, Script Jones. In three, two. It's time for Taz to do some house cleaning. 
tidying up all yeah. the schmutz and other bullshit on the Taz Show. So you give me an idea here, champ. Okay. Maybe, because I, I want to do, okay, because uh, look, Monday and Tuesday, July 4th. It's basically Monday and it's Tuesday, July 4th. Two days. There'll be no Taz show. Yes, there'll be no Taz show. And and you guys know that. I've talked about this at nausea. Uh, because the holiday, the building's closed. The office is shut down. Don't blame me. I, I work every day. I work seven days a week. I'm a machine. Don't stop. I don't stop. They tell me not to. They stop me. Taz, you got to slow down. You're going too much. Taz, slow down. You're going too fast. Slow down. No problem. So... What I'm thinking is for Monday, and I, I put this on the IG, my IG. That's Instagram for you jobbers. Taz Talk, T-A-Z-T-A-L-K, plug. I want to do, for Monday, some fresh content and some E5L, which stands for Explicit 5 Live. You know what that is. That's when I just drop a podcast of me cursing like crazy for no reason. Random cursing. Chatterbox Jones. F-bombs flying low for like a pack of hemorrhoids. And maybe we could circle this around like volume two, because volume one of the last E5L I think we did, it was an attack on the Bagel Club. Maybe, Dennis, this needs to be attack volume two. Maybe? Just maybe? Yes, no? Maybe so? I like where your head's at. Yes! It is Friday. Can you attempt to... God. If we shot video, maybe you could just walk down there, Anthony with a camera, like a GoPro on his head, if we could get a band big enough to fit around it. So he's got a massive head. Will you stop? Gigantic. That could be interesting. Enough of that. Let me get into uh, some house cleaning here. So as I said, no shows Monday and Tuesday, uh, Independence Day. Yes, but we will drop a E5L, Explicit 5 Live, fresh content, video and audio. For Monday. That's new news to many on the team here, but it's okay. My team works on the fly. They are quick. They don't bitch about nothing. Put my mic on! Get ready to roll. So we'll do that for Monday. You're welcome. Tuesday, you get nothing. Okay? Nothing. But what about Raw? You're going to watch Raw. I want to hear what you have to say about Raw. I don't want Shut up! I ain't saying about Raw. Damn it. Should have saved that for E5L. Sorry, Dennis. All good. Uh, also in house cleaning. T-shirt dropped finally. Audio T-shirt, kayfabe audio. The sound effects store, which is beneath my show here. No sound effects are in the show, as you know. They seep up in the air through the air conditioned ducts. This shirt is now available. Army green, orange and white ink. I want to apologize to everybody that we thought the show would have been available. I'm sorry, the T-shirt would have been available yesterday while we were live. Yesterday morning. But that's not what happened. There was a little miscommunication with internally with pro wrestling tees. I know I conveyed the right message. I ain't passing the heat. I'm just shooting. Okay. They told me this shirt was going to drop. But then the, the, how they automatically do whatever digitally gimmick neighbors fern and whatever they do uh, didn't work. I don't know. And then around, I don't know, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., one of the dudes there is like, Taz, is this shirt supposed to drop? We got a bunch of people contacting pro wrestling tees bitching amok. That the shirt is still not available. And then I look like a schmuck duck liar. And I don't like that. I said, yes, sir. The shirt should have dropped at 7 a.m. Eastern. That's what I was told. And this guy on the phone says, oh, geez, I didn't know that. Okay. 
Billy Bobby Cock didn't tell me that. All right, well, you better talk to Mr. Cock. So that's kind of what happened with that. Sorry for that, but the shirt is available. People are buying it. It's flying off the shelves. Get them while they're hot. Get all your shirts there. We over everything. It's all there. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com. Put in the search bar TAZ. And buy my shirt, for God's sakes. All right, what else we got in, uh, in the, uh, what do you call it? House cleaning. Oh, yes. The lumberjack. This guy right over here. We're going to get into shortly here talking about uh, speed dating, uh, Dennis. How, um, I guess we can get into that right now before I get to the phones and get into other sporting news. And maybe later on talk about a little bit of wrestling news, and then we'll have Jim Cornette on. But, uh, sir, uh, the speed dating. Um, Crushed it. Box Crusher. Box Crusher. Yes. Yeah, buddy. So you got lucky. Well, I know this much. I planted the seeds. That's disgusting. I know this much. That was gross. That wasn't... I didn't mean for that to be metaphorical. That kind of was very disgusting. That was really... I just had a... I realize that now. Gross. Like, really, really weird. What is this? The Playboy channel? What the F is going on over here? So, um, listen. Here's the thing. I texted you yesterday, sir, last night, around 7.30 p.m., 8 o'clock. And usually you're a pretty quick reply back guy. You know, I usually don't get upset if someone doesn't reply right away to me. I'm usually patient, you know? Will you stop? But, okay, what, what, why do I hear music again? All right, I thought it would be. No, I don't think you should think. All right, well then, there it goes. I, this is my monologue. I'm talking, sir. The floor is yours. It always is. At least for two hours. After that, I have nothing. More than two hours. No, maybe not today. Today we ended on time. I have stuff to do. I text you. You didn't reply to me. That upset me. I'm like, where's Dennis? First thing I think, oh my God, he had a heart attack. I appreciate that. Um, I know sometimes the food you eat and the amount of them, I never know if you are doubled over in some pork store. Mm. You know. <laughs> That's a good way to go. <laughs> what? With like uh, you know some spare ribs stuck in your esophagus, oh, you know I what I mean? Sign you know me what up for that. You know, so that I never know. I never know. Choke up Jones. So you didn't get back to me, and I'm panicking. Oh my god! I tell my wife. Oh my god! Dennis died. Today's the day. He's dead. That's it. Dennis died. She panics. How long ago did you text him? I go five minutes. Stop. What are you crazy? She walks out. What's that little room? She walked. She just left me. She just walked out of there. Come on. No, she walked out of the room. She goes, You're an idiot. I can thank you. Five minutes. I was panicking. <clears throat> but then I forgot. It was speed dating time. Yes. Big day yesterday. Yes. So bring us through the whole gamut and the docket. What happened? So yesterday was obviously speed dating. Uh, the the fan who introduced me to this was this in Manhattan? No, it was in uh, I'm not Rockland, New York, Rockland uh, County, up in uh, the Westchester County area, Rockland County. Okay, listen, wise, yes, <laughs> correct, <laughs> which is near Westchester, yeah, correct, yeah, correct. That's like hey, he's from Queens in, in part of Brooklyn, like no, so exactly. they're two different things, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, so the fan of the show who introduced me to this, I met up with him. Uh, Beforehand, just to kind of, what are you expecting? He, if for his first time doing straight. it as well. Let me get this straight. Hold I went on to speed dating and met up with a guy. Yeah. Wait a second. So let me get this. So you, 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 this whole speed dating thing happened with a complete stranger setting you up with this. 
Yes. You are a psycho. Oh, yeah. You are out of your mind. You are. There's something wrong with you. I'm not kidding. That was a very. Uh, yeah. You know nuts. what? You're in hindsight, nuts. in hindsight, you're 100 percent right. But he didn't end up murdering me, so that's one of the no, plus. No, but that's column. not the only problem. He probably didn't have a big enough knife. That's why. No, but that's <laughs> need like a hatchet. Get the machete. Get the sickle. <laughs> Get swashbuckler. We need a reaper. <laughs> yeah. Get the chainsaw. Your gimmick. Uh oh. Transition. I digress. <laughs> On cue. Every other piece of audio will take days to get off, but not that. Okay. You said the T word. Well, I know. Continue. Go ahead. Uh, so I met up with him earlier. Let's give him a name. Uh, Bobby. We can call him Greg. Okay. I don't know why, but fine. Greg. Uh, so Greg and I met up. He actually knew the girl running the event. Okay. So he, that was how he reached out to me, pitched it like that. I said, oh, absolutely, man. It'd be hysterical. Yeah, I'd, yeah sure, pal. I'll walk right into it like a total mock, and you can rob me. No problem. Well, I didn't have any, any uh, monies Money. on me. Yeah, that was smart. That's CBS paycheck. Broke Jones. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you sign up. You go in there. You're like, hey. I, first question I asked. Is this a restaurant? Yes, it was a restaurant. I, I believe a Mexican place. Okay. I want to say. I didn't eat. I took your advice there. Yeah, don't didn't want to. Didn't want to get. You, yeah. you can't. It's, it's didn't want to make a fool of myself any more than I already. It looks like an do. attack. It looks like you're, I, I, it, look, it looks like when you watch those National Geographic, and you watch the uh, like you watch the tigers and the, you know tigers like. Eat oh, I like maul a, my food. Like a, a herd of deer, and it's just like that's what you're like. It's horrible. It's a, just a total beating. Poor girls at the speed team. Like, oh my god, look at this freaking guy's a beast, beast. Just sitting there, pounding my meat. <laughs> Continues. So she pound asked, pound the meat, plant seeds. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Euphemism Jones. Okay. Uh, so she goes, well, all right. What's your name? And the first question I said, I said, do I have to give a real name? She was like, uh, yeah. Right away, you're looking to kayfabe. I respect that. Okay. Oh, absolutely. So I was going to go with Taz just to. Oh, that's nice. That would have been great. Thanks. <laughs> Glad you didn't do that. Thanks, pal. No, so okay. she said no. Then you put, uh, you get a piece of paper, and it's numbered like 1 to 30. And it simply just has the numbers and then yes or no. So I'm like, all right, how does this work? She right. goes, all right. So you sit down. You meet the girls for four minutes. Mm-hmm. And after four minutes, you move to the next table. <clears throat> but what's the uh, yes or no thing? What does that mean? You, if you like, if you're interested, you circle yes or no, and then on the piece of paper. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So you're sitting there with, let's say the girl is whatever, Michelle, and you have a piece of paper, and Michelle doesn't know what you're doing, but you write yes or no. You circle yes or no while you're talking to Michelle. I mean, I had the decency to wait till I got to the next table <laughs> before. <laughs> oh, you're like two seconds in. You're like no. <laughs> Wait, so you had a you had to do the walking to the next table? Yes, the men the men did the walking. Oh, jeez. Bro, you out of breath when you sat down? Luckily, the tables oh. were confined enough where I wasn't moving too much. And I and I went to the owner and I said, look. I said, man to man. I'm a, I'm a large dude. Can we, uh, said, can we bump this man. AC? Sir, do you have in the kitchen, you probably said, sir, do you have a dolly that I could get rolled over? Can you roll me over on a hand truck? You know when you guys cater and you got those and you got those hand truck carts? Put me on can one of those carts. Slide me on one of those. Yeah, that would have been funny. So the AC was jacked. Uh, Excuse me? 
I told him, I said, you got to crank the AC. Oh, it's like I here. said, I can't, I it's can't like, yeah. very similar He's to He probably here. said, you know, because at my job, sir, I, I swept my nuts off, and uh, we have fans blowing, and we don't have AC. My boss tells me it's coming, but I haven't seen that yeah. yet. Yeah, Seth, my it's boss. It's on its way. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I love it. So. He is on vacation. You know, he texted me yesterday. He goes, I'm in Hilton Head. Okay. That's great, Seth. Awesome. No one cares. Okay, awesome. I said, enjoy. Have a good time. And uh, two hours later, he replies, thanks. I go, <laughs> I look at my fucking, what is it? Why is he saying that? I had no idea what he was talking about. He replied to my, I, dude, it's like, I don't have time. Enough about me. What about you? So what happened? So I'm talking to you're Greg. You're sitting there. You tell the guy, put the AC on. He puts the AC on. Now you're rolling around on the dollar to the next table. Nice and cool. All right, got it. So I sit down at the first table, and it actually worked out to my benefit. It was a double table, like a four-person table, not just a one-on-one. Gotcha. So the two girls were friends, so they picked that table. So oh. automatically, you're at, like you're speed dating to start with, which is awkward, and now you're double dating, speed dating, which yeah, is yeah, doubly what, awkward. What the hell? So the girls given directions on like the overall. <laughs> so I'm I'm getting a head start. I'm like, all right. Okay, wait a minute. I'm a little confused. So the girl's giving direction. Who's the girl? What girl? Uh, like the one running it. Her name was Nicole. So she was part of the speed dating too? No, no. She was just overseeing it. Like, here's what you do. After four minutes, guys are going to get up and rotate to the next table. Does she work for CBS? She sounds like uh, some of the CBS girls, the way you're doing it. I asked her if she likes bagels. <laughs> she said right, yes, so and I circled you, no. She gives you the instructions, and then what happens? So uh, in my head, I'm like, all right, let me maximize my minutes here. You only got four minutes with these ladies. If this girl's going to explain directions, I'm going to start off quick. So I just, you only get four minutes, so I started two minutes early. And I was like, all right, guys. Now the guy sitting next to me, he's also on the first, has no idea who I am. So I'm trying to, like, break the ice because obviously everybody's uncomfortable to start with. So I was like, oh, first time doing this? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, me and my wife do this all the time. Excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. He said him and his wife? No, I said, he goes, I was like, oh, is this your first time doing this? Like, talking to the table? And... He was like, yeah, yeah. And you could just see the nervousness on everyone's oh, okay. face. Yeah, so I, I was like, yeah. I was just like, oh, me and my wife do this all the time. And uh, everybody joke, just joke, stopped. Yeah. Joke Jones. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Funny and they guy. were like, yeah? Funny chunk guy. Got it. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah, boom. You bring everybody's, the jokes. everybody's guard was down. Bring the jokes. I respect that. Then what happened? Then the date started. First one. Time limit, right? There's a time? Four minutes. Ready? Go. Oh, Flip the hourglass oh, over. And then you're getting, uh, you're getting the Naomi treatment. Like, she's Schnell. giving you a 30 second countdown. So you're feeling the pressure. You get to actually they count you down. She, oh, literally, she would just hit the bullhorn. She's counting me down. That's tremendous. So, I'm, so now <laughs> she I'm like, hit the bullhorn. <laughs> <laughs> just hit air horn. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. So the first one went very well. She the the girl wasn't wasn't into it at first because it's like who the hell wants a speed date? But I uh, I just charmed my way into her heart. And what was her name? Are we are we doing full name? Uh, I, mean, I don't think you need to give this person's full name, but give, give, give just tell me a name. I'm not going to know this person. Mary. Mary, Mary, why are you bugging? Hey, Aunt, you remember that song? I do not. You're supposed to be a hip hop expert. I'm sorry. I think that's a little Run DMC. Oh uh, yeah, that's a before your time. I'm not. No, nah, I'm not the biggest Run DMC fan. Yeah, shocking. They're just legends. Yeah. They're just legends. They That's were all. They they rapped early on. 
they they they, they was they they dominated forever. They're still legends. All the hip hop artists love those guys to this day. No, legends. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, DJ McDaniel's went to uh, my, St. John's. Oh, did this? Come on, bro. You need to learn. Mary, Mary. What, you know that song that you don't know it either. I do. No, I do know it. I just I can't sing. This is one song that I cannot sing with you. Damn it. I, I thought we were gonna go. Mary, Mary had a little lamb. So what happened with you and Mary now? You're sitting there. Actually, I, it, as I'm saying this, so what they do is Can they you give you... get rid of Anthony, please? I don't want to hear the, the hiss. They give, you the, uh, they give you the 1 through 30 thing, and then they give you scratch paper to take notes on. Wait, so, you, you brought the documents with you, I noticed. So I made sure to bring my, to bring my notes if we want to go through... So what's uh, the notes? I have this girl's ugly. She's got one eye. She's got, you know, you know I just, two I ears. Like, what's the notes? Well, all of them had all, two ears. I can clarify that. Mm. So... They, you're assigned a name, your name, and then a number. So I was number two. I got lucky. Derek you're like Jeter. Jeter, bro. Look at exactly. this stunt, Jeter. I exactly. Love it. Loved it. That's awesome. So I'll, I'll just. I know that's what you thought right away. Oh, too. Absolutely, Jeter, right away. Absolutely. Um. So the first girl, I was just, I just wrote like one or two things down. So, for, <laughs> and I was like, oh, when I look back at this tomorrow, it's gonna be funny. For the first girl, I well, wrote. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Story. I wrote robotic finger. Okay, that's funny. She, maybe I could talk to her doctor because I have the dead hair. There you go. Maybe we can work I something up. You know what? If she ends up connecting, <laughs> maybe I need I'll put a, you in touch. I might need a robotic finger. I never thought of this. This actually now you gave me a good idea. What's up? Hey, Doc. <laughs> guy on my show. Robotic finger. What can we do? Whole hand? Just finger to start? What's the deal? Robotic finger! Robotic finger, interesting. <laughs> Craziness, bro. Craziness. So what happened now? You and the robot, that's what we'll call her. <laughs> I love it. Robot Rebecca, that's her name. Robot, robot, Rebecca? Nah, robot Rebecca, that works. Robe yeah, Rebecca, that's actually funny. What's your name, honey? Rebecca! And she just like points. She's just, my name is Rebecca! What? So then four minutes are up, and I got to slide over to her friend. And then that's a little awkward, because... Was there any... Did this girl like you, Rebecca? Rebecca? Well, so here's the deal. You don't know until today. I don't get the results until today. What, so you get a freaking email on this thing? What happened? Yeah, you, you put your... Oh, that's love. <laughs> get an email. Oh, by the way, uh, Rebecca thought you sucked. Okay, thanks. No, you only match... So on the piece of paper that you circle yes or no, you put your name, your email, and your phone number. And the Nicole girl who oversees it does... Nicole. Yes. She matches everything up. So if, if me and, and Rebecca match, then she'll send us both our information. If, if one of us does, but the other doesn't, no so dice. So Nicole decides if you match? She's the matchmaker. Like me. That's what I do on you the Tash Show. She's a hack. Nicole's a hack. Okay, continue. I'm going to give Sarah from Chicago fair warning. Well, Sarah, I think, I think oh, some Sarah. ladies liked me yesterday. Listen, Sarah from Chicago, uh, she's a thing of the past, it sounds like. Thanks it, uh, for coming. Thanks for coming, honey. Yep. Go eat your deep dish. Dennis is moving on already. I'm back to New York slices. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. So what happened now? You slip over to this other girl's friend. And, then, and you don't want to ask cliche questions. What do you do for work? What do you do? Blah, 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 blah. Luckily, the guy... The guy sitting next to me. Were you better looking than this guy? Or were you thinner than him? No. <sighs> you're like, oh, no, 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 definitely no, not. No, 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 no. I was, uh. He was a thin guy. 
Yeah. His name is Dan. Was he a handsome Dan? Handsome Dan handsome man? Dan. Handsome Dan. Isn't that a... Was he handsome? Yeah, sure. Yes. Okay, so right away, your second fiddle, that's why you were number two. He was number one. That's the reason. Test one, two. So you were two. He was one. So the girls like Dan better. We established that. Then what happened? We'll find out today. Well, I won't find out. No, I I guarantee you, Dan's getting all the tail. No, Dan Dan was a little awkward. Oh, what happened? He He threw up? Did he throw up? Uh, It was more of a spit up, like a baby. (laughs) (laughs) So what happened? So you slip over to this other girl's table. So what he started to do, since he was before... Who's he? Dan. Oh. Uh, Each girl went to Dan, and then when we'd rotate, I'd be the next guy. So he kept hyping me up. He's putting you over. Yeah, oh, big time, which which I owe Dan mega for. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's that's the nice guy gimmick. He's a worker. Yeah. Oh no, I knew it. So what did I do? You know, first thing I'd sit down, I'd be like, I don't know that guy. He's a grade A creep. Yeah. Just completely diffuse it right off the bat. Just call him creepy prick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. CP. Yeah, CP. Creepy prick. They call him. Yeah, that's right. All right. So what happened with creepy prick Dan? He goes away. You're sitting there with this new girl. What happened? What's her name? Her name was was Faye. K. Her first name was K. Her last name was Faye. Yeah, it was like a K her, her pen name. And yeah. her aunt was Babe. K. Fave, Babe. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Lovely family. <laughs> Buy a shirt. K. Fave. Okay. She sells high-end luxury clothing. Her name was K. You said. Yes. Every kiss begins with K. Got it. She sells high-end clothing, right? Yes. And I was like, all right. So how much? I was like, I got a guy who's got great taste. I was like, maybe I'll get him a souvenir. You're talking about Tiki Barber, obviously. <laughs> hey, do you know Taz, you, by the way? You weren't talking about me. You were talking about Tiki. Uh, I know this guy. He's a host. Uh, I work with him. Guilty as charged. And his name is Tiki Barber. That I say Tiki says. like once <laughs> once every three months, but he was always on my mind. He's always a sharp-dressed man. I'll tell you what, Kay. The guy looks great. Uh, <laughs> so she said, she was like, look, I get a 50% discount, and it's still out of my price range. And I was like... Uh, I'm in radio. I make the big bucks. Wait, I was like, money. This, so you and her have ten seconds to have a conversation, yeah. whatever the hell it was. Four minutes, and you get into talking about clothes with her. Yeah, I said, do you have large print, like picnic size? Dude, you can't do this kind of stuff. You need to have a better, be a better conversationalist. What? No, but I'm just saying that doesn't okay. work. Now you got but, me but second you did, guessing myself. No, you, I think you did bad. You think you crushed it? How many girls did you sit down with? Uh, twenty. Dude, 20. Seriously. 20. I got the, all their names Holy. right here. Wow. Tw- wow. I'll show it off. Laundry List Jones. Holy crap. 20 girls. 20. Dude, you're pimping it. Pimping it easy. <laughs> you're like the Godfather. Woo, woo. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long night. 20 it girls. It was a long night. What time did you get done? I want to say it kicked off around 8. So if you're four minutes with each girl, 20... That's 80 minutes, an hour and a Dude, half. Dude, out of 20 girls. I got back to my apartment last night at 12.15. It was a late night. Did you get back to the apartment alone? Yes. Oh. Uh, well, let me just uh, let me okay. just nip that in the bud right now. quick yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 20 no, girls, you couldn't score once. Well, no, okay. you plant the seed now. Oh, stop with that saying. Not- it's disgusting. <laughs> it's horrible. I hate that seed. That's that, 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 that uh, thing there. Hold on. John, in the Steel City Hello. of Pittsburgh, you're on the Taz Show. How are you, my man? Good moment, Taz. Good moment, big guy. What's going on? First time, long time. Ah, I knew it! <laughs> what's going on? Thanks. Yeah, big shot. What's up, big guy? I uh, say what's up to the Prime Minister of Prime Risen. <laughs> Prime I love it. I like that. That's actually a good one. What's up, big man? Uh, I just want to put you over and uh, then holler at Dennis for a second. 
Sure, go for it. Uh, you know, I listened to you from the time I was a teenager on, back on SmackDown. Uh, loved it, always did. You were the best part of the show. Thank maybe, you. Maybe apart, maybe apart from Kurt Angle, you know. Yeah, of course, home, hometown boy. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and uh, Dennis, I might see you at the Pirates game, okay, bud? Hey, do, are you on Twitter? You feel free to reach. Actually, you know what? If I can make a, a quick... Uh, I'm gonna yeah, cre- Dennis, it's your show. Go for it. Your <laughs> I'm going to create a Gmail Oh sure, and just call, yeah, use my name. Go ahead, might as well. It, it, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna no, put leave like, my friggin' name out of it. So what is this Gmail for? I, I, so people, if, if so, fans, John John can email you if, if fans want to reach out and like let me know. Hey, I'll be at whatever game you're gonna be at. I'll meet up there, there, and there. Just so. call it Gmail uh, tgsst at gmail dot com dot hub. That's the email. I like the dot hub. I don't even know what that secret means. is. John, uh, so you're going to go to the baseball game for, to be in the first game of the Grand Salami Slunk Tour with Dennis and Dr. K? I would love to. It's only 10 minutes away, so. Playing the Cardinals, uh, right? Friday the 14th. Yeah. Well, John, hook up with uh, Dennis. Tell the guy how to get a hold of you. What do you want to do? Do you have, um, are you on Twitter, John? I'll, I'll get a Twitter just for you, okay? No, you don't, you don't, you don't have saying. to. You don't have to. I'll, cre- I'll create an email. Um. Do we want to just do TGSST? We could, we, you could do whatever you want. Just create an email, make it simple, and then we'll post it. John, we'll have it on the show on, because um, you're not on Twitter, John. It's not a big deal. But what we'll do is we'll, we'll post it. Uh, we'll advertise the email address on Wednesday or possibly in E5L on Monday when we drop that podcast, okay? Okay, so Hey, I, I, one more quick thing real quick. Uh, yeah. I was in Long Island today. I'm truck driver. And man, I hate this place. I'm sorry, Taz. Why the traffic? The traffic, man. The streets are so small. <laughs> it's a beach area. It's a, we're near the water, bro. It's not a you know. Well, well, uh, are you in Nassau or Suffolk County? Uh, right now, I'm on uh, the Bronx River Parkway or the well, Expressway. The burp. Cross Bronx Expressway. Oh, you're you're not in Long Island yet. So you're knocking Long Island. Uh, you're not even there yet. I- I'm leaving Long Island. I, I, oh. I'm already there. You're like, I'm getting the hell out of there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting right. <laughs> where, where'd you go? If you don't mind me asking, where'd you drop off? Like, what town? Uh, 31st Street in Long Island. No, bro, bro. John, please, sir. Please, you're a truck driver. You should know navigation better than that. Okay? <laughs> there is no 31st. You were in Long Island City. You weren't in Long, Long Island. Island City. Long Island City, okay. Okay, listen to me, John, very carefully. You're a truck driver. You're, you're a truck driver, John. John, yeah. Long Island City is part of Queens. It's not part of uh, Long Island. Oh, uh, see, that's why you're running the game, Tom. That's why I'm running the game. You need to get a map, sir. Rand McNally is your best friend. <laughs> um, you're driving a truck. Got, it makes me nervous that you don't even know you're in Queens, not Long Island. I got, I got the Garmin. It, it, it's a liar. I hear Garmin sucks. But look, I do know that it is confusing for out-of-towners when they're in Long Island City, they think they're in Long Island. It's actually part of Queens. They're the Midtown Tunnel. You were near Maurice Avenue and Rob Van Dam Street, correct? Yes, I was right on Rob Van Dam Street, right off of it. It's actually called Van Dam Street, but we joke that it's Rob Van Dam Street. But you were near there, weren't you? Yeah, I got the joke, guys. Okay, don't get hot. Don't lose your temper with me, sir. All right, so... You understand that I know that area. You know, Van Dam Street, Midtown Tunnel, you were right there by the Long Island Expressway, 495, that whole deal, right? Yeah, I'm sitting on 95 right now. You'll be there for a while, my friend. All right, John, look, I appreciate you calling. Good luck. It'll take you about 20 hours to get to Steel City. And I appreciate your contact, Natasha, on that note. I got to go to break. All of a sudden, break, we phone lines are flaring like a pack of hemorrhoids. 
uh, late to break, opening monologue went long. I gotta get more detail about these 20 girls that uh, Dennis had the speed dating with. Uh, the box crusher strikes again. And uh, also, a little later on, the legendary Jim Cornette. Corny! Jim Cornette will be on the Taz Show. Sit tight, very busy. featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We got a lot of people uh, calling. They want to give their off the hooks, uh, which should have been handled in house cleaning for next week, but that wasn't. The producer's too busy chasing 20 girls at night. Speed dating. We said yesterday there's not going to be off the hooks next week because it's a short week. Well, there you heard it. He's right. Can't argue with the guy. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, in a little while, we'll have Jim Cornette on the show live here. We'll probably have that on Skype. No, what am I saying? On Facebook Live. Dumbass. Back that up. Jesus. out of his mind. Let me back that up again. That whole thing was bad. We'll have Jim Cornette on Facebook Live. Yes. That's what I meant to say. We'll do that in the fourth quarter. Angry Cat Jones. Jesus. Uh, anyway, um, we'll get to the phones. The phones are jammed. Red Hot Friday phones. So we got a lot to do here. It's a very busy show. Just want to let you people know that. So uh, we'll do E5L uh, for Monday because there'll be no Taz show on Monday. So, Explicit 5 Live, special podcast version, will drop on Monday. How about that? New content for Monday. Uh, who we got here? Howard in Toronto. You're on the Taz Show. What's up, Haas? Yes. Good moment, Taz. Good moment, my man. And uh, good moment, Dennis. Good moment. You know about the lightning round. You understand that the show is changing due to a caller last week, Howard, where... He said that things need to move along faster. The bosses here say that we should, uh, I mean, um, they like this guy's idea of a, whatever it was, a 10-second chance to call. What was it, Dennis? 10 seconds? It was 10 seconds. I feel like that's a little too brief. Maybe too we quick. bump it to a 15. Yeah, well, I'm just letting Howard, you know, you, so you understand that. You can't sit here and go, hey, hey, Taz, hey, you know. Got to gotcha. pick it up. Gotta... <laughs> I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. And begin. So I want to talk about uh, heels in uh, the wrestling business. Yes, sir. Um, at one time in your illustrious career, you were a heel, one of my favorites. Thank you. And uh, just want to talk about really briefly uh, heels in wrestling like WWE right now. Two of my biggest uh, favorite heels in the business right now, Baron Corbin on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Fantastic heel. He does not play a wrestler. He's the kind of guy that will obviously walk up to you punch you in the face just because it's Friday. Right, right. Uh, my other favorite healer over on Raw, of course, is Samoa Joe. He tends to be more of the classic heel. He's the kind of guy that will jump you on your way to the ring. He'll jump you in the back. Hmm. He'll beat you up, collect his paycheck, and go home. He's a right. play wrestler. It's all about... So what, 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 what is your question if you're giving me the commentary? If you're totally being playing radio host and you're, wrestling, <laughs> you're a wrestling professional analyst, what do you need me for? 
<laughs> I mean, really, you're telling me all this, I don't know what. What's your point, Howard? I said, quicken it up. You're going to be gone in about a second. What's up? Well, I just wanted to get your opinion, uh, you know, because you, I think you've mentioned on your show that heels draw money, and obviously you were successful at that. Yes. And I just wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on that. Well, heels are everything. Heels are the most vital uh, element and um, to a um, uh, to a writer, I think, to a promotion, to promoters. Uh, heels, heels, heels. You got to have heels. You got to have people that fans want to see lose. You got to have you, you pay, people want the good guy to win as an overview. It's a stereotype of fans. Oh, uh, my God, Dennis, you are killing that sandwich. Jesus. Can we get a man? I, I look over and I got to witness this. It's, it's just like you're so focused on eating. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's disturbing. But heels are everything. Heels are vital. Um, it's like right now. Dennis is a heel, and that sandwich is the baby face. Uh, yeah. So it's just completely a squash match. God almighty. What an animal. I mean, he's an animal. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Gotta, like, you know, just watching that. And then there'll be the aftermath. <coughs> you know, like, just, just, it's just. Horrible. Disgusting. Watching this man eat. And I'm stuck every day doing it. Anyway. So, the thing is this, okay? We got food delivered here today from Chef Mike. We I didn't know this was even happening. This happened during the break. And, and uh, thank you, Chef Mike, for delivering the food. Very kind of you. Very generous man. No one asked you to do that. That's very nice. We never ask. You just do. And that's nice. I thought you moved to Jersey. I don't know what you're doing. You're around here somewhere, I guess. I have no idea. I cannot eat this food. I cannot eat this food. Um, it's not that the food's not delicious. It's that I'm concerned that I might have been poisoned. Because, Dennis, correct Mundo, right here on this, I took a shot the other day at uh, Chef Mike on the Facebook. You hit him with a zing, and I took a stiff shot. So I think maybe the guy's trying to poison me. So I'm not going to eat the food. Me being part of the team... Looking out for you. I'm going to make sure I sample everything first, just to make sure it's good. Jeff in Massachusetts, you're on the Taz show. What's up, homie? Uh, good moment, Taz. Good moment. What's going on, buddy? Um, I want to get my off the hooks. I want to talk. Um, want to have a chance to talk about Cody Rhodes' uh, championship run. Sure, go for it. All right, uh, my off the hook. Uh, first match is Mildred Brooks versus Ivory. Meldred Brooks. Okay, got it. Uh, match number two, Alonja Blaze versus Jazz. Okay, cool. Match number three, Angela in Love versus Trish Stratus. Oh, I like that one. Okay, good. No one said Angela in Love yet. She's very good. Um, okay, when, what's your other deal here? Well, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch Cody Rhodes' uh, team, um, Ring of Honor match, but I did saw some uh, scenes, and that's got a you know, in my opinion, one of his uh, favorite match so far in his career. You mean one of his best matches, you're saying? Yeah. I, did, I didn't see it either, so I, I, I can't comment on his match. I could comment on Cody. I mean, he's a oh, tre yeah. tremendous wrestler. I mean, he's, he's a great talker, great worker. Um, you know, uh, it's, in his, it's in his blood, obviously, you know. It's, uh, it's in his DNA, you know. Uh, he's a great performer. He, he, he should be a champion. So that, that I need to watch his match, though. I, I got to try over the weekend, but I got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, you're saying yeah. you did not see his match? I 
I didn't get a chance to see Ring of Honor uh, this last week, but I did see that main event for for a little bit, and and it was to me it was uh, one of his greatest uh, main event match. Okay. Yeah, all right, I'll and, check it out. I mean, yeah, he's he's great, dude. You know. Oh yeah, because you know, I I kept thinking that you know, since he won, since he won that title, it's it. Hopefully, WWE will see a bright future for him to come back. Um, maybe Cody doesn't want to go back. I believe he left on his terms. So wh- why why do you, Jeff? And I'm just gonna single you out, even though it's unfair because it's it's a lot of wrestling fans do this. Okay, but I'm gonna ask you. Why do you think that he wants to go back? I'm just saying, like, why do fans think that? Like, why why do you always assume that that's where he wants to be? No, no, I don't want him. I mean, that's his decision. I'm just saying, as a, you know, me as a true uh, wrestling fan, he never got the opportunity to headline any main event. Well, he uh, had opportunity. No, listen, let's be honest. He had opportunities, maybe not to headline, but they feel like you have to earn that opportunity to get to that headline point or maybe not just earn it if they don't feel you're worthy of it. Not ready. He is ready. Not worthy. Then that's beauty's in the eye of the beholder, Jeff. So at that place, you know, Vince McMahon calls the shots and, and, and Stephanie and, and Hunter. So what they feel uh, talent should be pushed, it's their choice. But, hey, look. I was in ECW, and Paul thought I was great. He pushed the shit out of me, and it worked amazing. WWE didn't push me as strong. I mean, so my, I'm giving you an example. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. You know, and that's wrestling promotion. That's sports. That's coaching. Some coaches might think this guy's great. Other coaches might think, yeah, he's so-so. So when a new coach comes in, the guy that was getting a chance to start every game, no matter if he made mistakes or not, you know, now the new coach comes in, well, eh, you know, I don't know. I don't think I should give this guy as many chances. I don't believe in him that much. Beauty's in the high eye of the beholder. So in regards to Cody, not to get off the topic because it's on topic, in regards mm-hmm. to in regards to Cody, he, <clears throat> di- he did get opportunities. They just didn't, it seemed, it's obvious, they didn't seem like he should be a headliner. Does that mean they are correct? Absolutely not. No oh, way. No. no way it doesn't mean they're correct. But you know what? It, it, that's their choice. That's Vince's choice and, and Triple H and Stephanie and whoever's calling the shots. So what I'm trying to say to you, Jeff, and thank you for calling, is it's I'm just utilize you for a second because you called in and I appreciate you calling, that you had said something in that call that sparked my brain where you said maybe WWE, I'm paraphrasing, maybe WWE sees something in him to bring him back, which then there's this... Uh, implication that hopefully Cody gets a chance to be back in WWE and WWE wants Cody. Well, maybe Cody don't want WWE. I, you know, it's like when I left WWE and went to TNA, the people were like, I hope WWE brings you back. I left them. <laughs> I left on my terms. Why do you think I wanted to go back? I'm just saying. Maybe three years later I want to go back. Maybe five years later I want to go back. Maybe I never wanted to go back. Maybe last year I wanted to go back. Maybe right now I don't want to go back. This is our career. As performers, as wrestlers, as announcers, it's each man or woman's career. So when they leave WWE on their terms, you have to realize it was their choice. So don't assume that they're sitting by the phone waiting for WWE to call them. 
I mean, does that make sense here? You know, I mean, uh. I think too. You got Cody who went, who started in the WWE. <coughs> so like most uh, most independent guys, they want to get to the WWE. So like they they grind through there in hopes to get to the WWE. Cody already been there, and he's like, all right, I've been there, done that. And like to your point, they're not really utilizing me to the best of how I feel. So let me walk away. And now look at like. I I almost feel like Cody's more popular now than he was in the WWE because he made well hold on hold on a second you're partially right on that okay he, you're partially right on that because you 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 got to realize it's a big world out there he's more popular amongst amongst the absolutely the hardcore fans I didn't finish my sentence you're right. saying absolutely we're on the same team Dennis <laughs> please sir. If you were sitting here talking about how to throw a ball properly and find open wide receivers with Boomer Sison, would you have done what you just did right there? Well, I mean, if he was like, Dennis, the safeties are about to split, and it's like, oh, the tight end's running a post. You got to lob it over the, the linebacker's head. You got to fit it in the window. What the? Sorry. Forget that never happened. Continue. No, that was the end of that. Okay. No. Listen, don't interrupt me. Okay, we're not on the same team. We're amongst the same team, but we're not on the same team. It feels like we are, but we're not. I am above you. Oh, no, I know that. I'm above everybody here. Do you realize that? Because you're walking on sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into the speed dating thing more. I want to hear about girl number 20. Rumor has it she was a hoot, as they say. (laughs) You don't hear that enough anymore. You don't hear hoot enough. That'll be hacked. That'll be hacked. Take one call, and then I want to hear a little bit more about this friggin', you know, speed dating thing, and I'm done with it, okay? Angel in San Antonio, you're on the Taz Show. What's up, big guy? Hey, what's going on, Taz? Yeah. Um, nah, what, what's going on? What's going on, Taz? Uh, nothing, Hoss. What's up, there? Not much. Hey, so I have a question for you, since I know you're an amazing announcer. Yes. Well, what are your thoughts on announcers having matches in pay-per-views, right? I hate so, like, it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But continue. Right? Yeah. It's the worst. So, like, for example, like, in Slammiversary, which is this Sunday, uh, yep. it's going to be, like, Jeremy Borash and... Uh, uh, Abyss, Parr. Joseph Park versus Steiner, uh, Scott Steiner and, and uh, Josh. Now... Yeah, Josh Matthews, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, not a fan of the whole thing, uh, but with this match, I, I am a little bit... I have no problem with this particular match, even though I haven't been following Impact much, but I know a little bit about the story. But continue with your point. Yeah, so I was going to say, so normally, like, I really don't like it, but I will say, at least, uh, the build-up to this has been pretty hilarious. Yes, with, Like, yes. the vignettes of, yes. like, Parks training, Jeremy Borash, yes. and then, like, and, of course, uh, Big Papa Pump doing his amazing uh, promos. He's you know, great. Yeah, I love, Stein is awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, I don't know, maybe, hopefully, I mean, I don't expect this to be a uh, – Flair versus Steamboat thing, but I hope it's at least somewhat entertaining. But well, you got to understand sure you something. You have to understand something, though. I'm going to just let you know something. Three of those four guys in that match on Sunday know how to work. Exactly, yeah. See, Josh knows how to work. <laughs> That's what people don't understand. He knows how to work. When he wants yep, to work. I, yes, I was one of the guys. Me and Al Snow trained him, and I can tell you, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> now, if he wants to or they allow him to, that's a different story. Um... My biggest problem to your initial point on this call, Angel, about announcers, if I like announcers in storyline, as an overview question, I do not. Because announcers shouldn't be the ones that are 
uh, in the forefront or stars or you know what I mean? Uh, they're not the ones drawing the house, as the old expression exactly. goes. You know. Now, an impact yeah, exactly, yeah. impact's a little different because they're a TV show at the end of the day. I do not believe I haven't followed them. So, in defense to Impact and to all the Impact fans. Pardon my ignorance here, but I don't think they do many house shows, right? I'm not really. I don't think they do. Uh, yeah, they just started recently again, but yeah, but it's been a long, long time before they, they did that. Right. So I don't think Josh and Jeremy are going to go on house shows and wrestle each other. You know, so you I know, know that. no, no, they wouldn't. You know, so I, I, I mean, it's a gimmicky match, and and they, I know TNA doesn't do that a lot. Impact hasn't done that a lot, even when I was there, it wasn't done a ton. You know, Mike today never did stuff like that, nor did I, you know. So, I mean, and we were the announced team for many years there. So, and Mike was there before me with Don West, and they didn't do that stuff. So, you know, I, I, my point is the Impact brand or TNA brand doesn't do that a lot. So, no big deal, no harm, no foul. But um, I, I'm not a fan of it uh, at all. But I do think, and I, I don't know if I'm going to watch Slammiversary this Sunday or not. I'm not sure. But... Um, all four of those guys in that match, Steiner, you know, Joseph Park, you know, uh, Abyss, uh, JB, and Josh, I happen to uh, like all four guys, um, and they're all professionals, and they'll make that thing work. It'll be good. I'm telling you. It'll be good. Exactly. You know what I mean, Angel? Thanks for calling, buddy. I appreciate you. No, no, thank you. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care, man. So, uh, yeah, there you go, Angel San Antonio. So, girl number 20 in the speed dating, what happened? Uh, let me get her name right. Well, take your time, sir. I need to get a sip of water. Hang on a second. Oops, she'll break it. <sighs> By the way, my wife doesn't like uh, in the fourth quarter or fifth quarter when I do dead air. She's not a fan at all. <laughs> Why not? She just doesn't like it. You know what she says to me? It's pretty funny. She goes, why don't you do dead air? When you're here at home, how's that line? That was nice of her. I was gonna say she hears you all the time. You would think, I know, dead air. She would, that would be a nice reprise. I don't know. It was weird. I know. I hear you. Uh, so, what about girl twenty? Give me her name and where she's from. Michelle, from Michelle by Bell. <laughs> you know this French in that song, right? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know the song. Uh, the Beatles. You ever hear of them? I'm not too familiar. <laughs> GTS this, please. Um, I think the, the Beatles were the first ones to do Beatles? Michelle. Michelle. That's the name of the song. It's called Michelle. Michelle, my bell. La, 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 la. the only Beatles song I've never heard. Dude, you've never heard of Michelle? I've not. Oh, my Lord. I'm embarrassed. It's one of the most famous Beatles songs. Well, maybe that's an exaggeration. But <laughs> dude, that's a very famous song. I'm sure it is. What'd you come up with? I mean, they're there. What, I, what do you mean, they're there? Who, the, the Beatles? They're on the internets? Sont des mon cuivantres bien ensemble. I wish I knew those. Dude, you're good. You I, I got completely lucky there. Holy crap, that was actually impressive. I, Am I correct? Yes, absolutely. The Beatles, I think, wrote Michelle. Released in 1965 off Michelle, the Rubber Soul album. Your French isn't bad. It's not that bad, right? So, Michelle, my bell, what happened with her? So, she was the very last one, and at the end of the night, you're you're spent, you've had enough, you're like, all right, let's wrap this puppy up. Fifth quarter, this was. Very, very similar to the fifth quarter. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's a great analogy. Go ahead. So, I said, ah. You did the sigh? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, Dennis Sai, big Sai guy. <laughs> so, I'm just and, like, and you always do the uh, the lip smack. Yeah, you got a lip smack. Well, Michelle, so you sit there. Sure, and you hooked her with that. So she goes. I'm like, no. hey, Dennis. Number two, she's like, hey, Michelle, number 30, nice to meet you. Number 30? What is that, football jerseys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a running back. The game, uh, the game ends, we all switch jerseys. I went to Alcorn State. Uh, <laughs> oh, Steve McNair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, she just straight up goes to me, doesn't even hesitate. She goes, look, Uh-oh. I'm friends with Nicole. I'm with the guy. I'm only here because she asked me to. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow. okay. Really? Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> You're like, oh, I thanks for coming. It. See you later. I loved it. So then I was just messing with her the whole time. It was that was probably one of my more fun. Actually, all the dates were surprisingly fun. Uh, but she was awesome in the sense that, like, all right, I I wasn't even trying to pursue it from a. I got to be honest. A relationship if, angle. If you're a guy and you're that guy, Michelle, that girl, Michelle, her boyfriend, why would you even allow or be cool? With she your said that he was that? all right with it. Swinger Jones. I mean, why would you do that? Like Nick from Salem. <laughs> I should have followed Dude, what up. What would you have I done if there was a goofy oh, guy with a mask on? Oh, you would have been like, what the F is going on over here? That would have. Bro, how funny that would have been. So basically, you had 20, you met 20 girls, and you got nothing, uh, right? Well, basically. we'll find out We'll find out later today. I told I told the girl, Nicole, I said, look, the earlier you can do this, the better. I've got, I got things to do. I was kind of hoping to get some results on air. That's not likely. Gotcha. Well, maybe she gets you the answer soon. Uh, Miguel in New Jersey, you're on the Taz show. Uh, what's going on? What's going on, Taz? Uh, you know, what's up? Talk to me. Hey, man. So uh, I'm going to meet CM Punk this Sunday at the uh, Nassau Coliseum with a couple of buddies. Oh, that's cool. And uh, Yeah, man. My question for you is, uh, where's a good place to eat in Long Island? I know you're the man of Long Island. There's a lot. So you're going to be over there at the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, let me think. There used to be a place, I can't be yelling at too many places, but this place closed. It was Burgerfy. I don't know if you're familiar with Burgerfy. It's like a burger joint. It's actually real good. It's right near Hofstra. So you're going to be right near, you're going to be across the street from Hofstra. Well, actually, you'll be across the street from Hofstra's football stadium and lacrosse stadium. You'll be kind of parallel to Hofstra. Hofstra cuts across a road called Hempstead Turnpike. And that's what the Nassau Coliseum sits on, uh, Hempstead Turnpike. So uh, there is a place, if you head east on 24, which is Hempstead Turnpike, uh, not, it's in a town called East Meadow. It's only about five minutes down the road. There is a really good pizza joint on the left. I can't remember the name. And there's also a really good deli. If you just head east, don't head west, because if you head west, you head into a town called Hempstead. You don't want to do that. Not today. I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, hop, that's called uh, Car on the Blocks Jones. Yeah, you'll come out, your tires will be gone, and you'll be, uh, you know, rubbing your ass hurting. Let's just put it that way. You'll, your gold chain will be ripped off your neck and everything. It's not good. Let's go east, my friend, not west, okay? Uh, what is this, a signing, yeah. an autograph signing that CM Punk's doing? It's called, uh, yeah, it's at uh, Eternal Con. It's some... some I guess knockoff Comic Con. Oh, that's cool. And uh, Punk and Punk's gonna be there. I think Tommy Dreamer, McFoley, and uh, Bubba Ray are gonna Bully Ray are gonna be there. All right, cool. Well, good for those guys. Uh, that's great, buddy. Well, I appreciate you calling, and uh, good luck finding a good place to eat. There's plenty of places over there, so uh, that's cool. That's a deal. We gotta go to break. We're late into the uh, uh, second hour here of the show. Uh, the show's flying by. A little while. Jim Cornette will be here on the Taz Show live via the phone. 
So we'll have Corny up probably in about 30 minutes. Uh, get to the more phone calls on the side of break. Talk some uh, some scuttlebutt wrestling, some sporting news. Very busy Friday edition of the Tash Show. Sit tight, kids. to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it yeah i went back uh one hour down one hour to go they said uh throughout the show here we got jim Cornette coming up a little bit excuse me (laughs) something stuck in my throat must be that water went down the wrong pipe. I got three pipes in my throat. Most people have one. I have three. Because I am able to have such a powerful voice from all the broadcasting I've done. I am a uh, esophagus machine, but I digress. So, yeah, Jim Cornette will be on the show here via the phone a little bit. Uh, I want to say hello to everybody that's on the gimmick chat at tazshow.com. And you can log in there and chat amongst each other or some of us from the team get on there sometimes I'm on there right now so that's at uh, tazshow.com as I said you can log in with your Twitter account your Facebook account your YouTube account your Instagram as they call it IG account and talk to each other on there for example here Howard Duval Morgan says Taz for mayor of New York City Uh, no no thanks but that's nice of you to say yeah, we have uh, we've got a rabid dog saying, just start out with a yo and move on to the comment. He must be when people call. He's sick of people taking too long on the phone. And we have Fozzie 2 saying, is this working Jones? He used Jones in the wrong vernacular, but yes, we see your post. And the music stopped, so I'm no longer going to speak about this because this is how things are done. That means Dennis wants to talk about Dennis. Right? Isn't that true, Dennis? No. Tyrell in Phoenix, you were on the Taz show. How are you, Haas? Tyrell. Phoenix. La, la, la. Tyrell. Hello, Tyrell. Put my mic on. I hear you. I see there. Hello. Damn it. Cowboy. Cowboy. Call screener. F with the show again. I'm not hanging up till this guy hangs up. I hear him back there. You hear him? Hello, hello. Is it Seth? Is it Seth in Phoenix? He didn't go to Hilton Head? Hey. Hello. All right, Terrell. Thanks for coming. Don't say we didn't try. We tried. We gave him more than fifteen seconds too. Yeah, I, I, I really a lot of radio hosts. You know, they'll just they say your name once if you're gone. If you're not gone, if you don't answer, see ya. <clears throat> thanks for coming. I don't do that. I try to do the right thing by people, and that's what I get. No good deed goes unturned. That's what I say, my friend. Uh, some stuff going on on the uh, internets, by the way. Uh, so. Uh, Apparently, you have some information about some kid who mocked a uh, weather reporter. What is this, Dennis? What's going on with this? It's just a, uh, a funny video quick. Um, is this like a video dump? Is that what the name of our video thing we used to have? It, it it's could, not gone yet, though. It's not gone. We just uh, 
I play the open. Three, two, one. <laughs> no, I could cue it up if you want. Oh, really? You're that talented. I mean, you got twenty girls on your mind, but a bitch ain't one. What's the expression now? That's that's it. I got nine nine problems, but twenty girls. I got twenty girls problem, but nine nine bitch ain't one. I don't know. Something like that. You got aunt singing. I might have messed up. Oh, aunt, am I close? How's it going, aunt? You were you were right the second time. It's ninety nine problems, but a female is not one. Can I hear you sing it? Uh, I don't want to use a bad word. My oh, mom's no, you, listening. No, you don't want to use a bad. <laughs> you don't want to use a bad word. And then there was the Kid Cudi line. Uh, I got 99 problems, and they're all women. Yeah. Other word used, though. Insert. But I used the bad word. Yeah, but I... But I'm running the game. Yeah, it's your show. I'm running the game! We know this. Like, when my mom listened, she found out about the dumpster thing. She's like, you can't come back. She's like, I'm disowning well, that must have been embarrassing. Very embarrassing. <laughs> mom, don't take me up back and hose me down. I was only in the dumpster for 10 minutes. You could bring your mom. Here's your future daughter-in-law. She she likes to be in dumpster C. Is this dumpster uh, Denise? In uh, off of uh, off of the West Shore Expressway, mom. She hangs off. <laughs> That's Dang. funny. That's funny. My two nieces appreciate that. They're both from Staten <laughs> Island. They probably hate hearing that. Uh, but anyway, mm. I digress. <laughs> Actually, my nieces will probably kick your ass, and <laughs> they're not little. They're, we're not meaning they're not young. They're, they're they're not big girls, but they're tough. And they're from Staten Island. Staten Island girls are tough, dude. You know yeah, that, right? They're a little crazy, yeah. Well, not your nieces, but they... well, that's why Carmelo does that gimmick, even though she's from Boston. So it's a typical situation that where someone from Boston begging to be from New York. I'm done with mm -hmm. the tablets. That's what that is. It's just somebody from Boston begging. Was there some audio you were supposed to play here, Dennis? Uh, it was a video. And begin. Okay. Where's the well, open? Oh, we were doing video dump? Well, oh, it's, oh, it's you, only one. You got video? It's only one video. Does right, that so merit not, video no, dump? No, it does not. No, no, <laughs> okay. no, no. What do you mean, no? Okay, play, play this kid's video. <laughs> oh. 3, 2, 1. D no, dude, what? How many times have we got to actually play the freaking video? All right, it's coming up right now. Jesus. It's quick. The boost around the area because they have a full weekend, then a day, and then the 4th of July. Here's an actual customer out here. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Buried him! <laughs> Just shoved him! What a heel! <laughs> I love that kid! I mean, that's, that's so obviously fake, but it was too, like... I don't it, care, I'm hooked that so up, it's entertaining! Weather boy. Where was that from? Obviously, Fox affiliate gimmick, name is Furnham, thank you. Um, that's how I give uh, credits. Uh, what, 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 what city was that from? I, I have Hilton Head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah, wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? <laughs> oh, you're spit take. We'll spit the water out. <laughs> that was <laughs> Seth when he's a little kid. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's old footage oh, of man. Seth. That's definitely old footage of Seth. That would be something Seth would have did as a kid. Good morning, Hebrews and Shebrews. Oh, my question. God. That is definitely Seth. Wouldn't you like to know? Weather boy. <laughs> That's... All of a sudden, you got set sound like Jane Mansfield. Ooh. Do you remember Jane Mansfield? I mean, I don't remember her. She but was I... uh, one of those women from the 40s. Pin-up. Pin-up woman, yeah. How's that? <laughs> Pin-up woman. That's going to be set. Weather boy. Terrell in Phoenix, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what happened? Bro? I was talking before you disappeared on me. You're live on the air with Taz. What's going on here? Uh, just wanted to uh, put you over a little bit. Um, say what's up to uh, 
Lover Boy Dennis and uh, Duster Boy Anthony. Lover Boy, um, <laughs> I like that. Lover Boy. Lover Boy. This uh, re- really quick, I just wanted to uh, uh, say that I um, I actually remember when uh, Sunday Night Heat used to come on and uh, when you was on there and used to say uh, that MTV stood for more Taz victims and that's how yes. like I associate MTV now with you because I remember that. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate your memory. And I've actually forgot about that. Yeah, that's cool, man. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. No problem. Uh, and I also wanted to say first time, long time. Oh, wow. Right in the yam bag with that. All right. All right. Well, you know, you didn't start off good, Terrell, because you know when you called, I was talking to you. Yeah, Terrell Phoenix. You won't even answer me. I don't know what happened. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, that's not a good way to start, sir. Not a good way to get on and to put on a list, the bad list over here. And how can I help you, sir? I uh, just wanted to give my off the hooks, and I have a question about Roman Reigns. Okay, go for it. Okay, so my first match I have um, uh, is the battle of the female managers. So I have Sable versus Lana. All right, cool. Um, and then the second match I have, a, it's going to be a hard-hitting match. I have uh, Sasha Banks versus China. Oof, that would be Sasha giving up a lot of size to China, but all right, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, I also have... Uh, the third match would be a match of uh, good mic workers. So I have Alexa Bliss versus AJ Lee. Alexa Bliss. Okay, AJ, that's good. I like that. I like um, that. Okay, what was your other thing? And, uh, okay, so Roman Reigns. So um, there's obviously there's like a whole lot of debate on him, like how he should be betrayed, this and that. Um, my my question is this, because I know like uh, they've, they've shown him um, a lot of times, you know, um, here and there, uh, like cutting those heel promos, heel like promos. Yeah. Um, and I know, and, and I've, I've heard you, and I've heard a lot of other people say, "Oh no, no, he's better. He's gonna, he's better off as a heel." Um, do you do you like the way that they're kind of portraying him? Like they're kind of like, I don't know, like they're they're kind of going heel with them, but they're not going heel with them in a, in a sense. Like you mentioned, gray areas as far as characters go. Like, do you think he should just be a full full on heel? Or do you like the way that they're kind of like going with them right now? Well, I I, I don't think um, I, I don't think Roman is going to get sympathy from anyone. I think that they are tr- obviously you know they're trying to do that. They're trying to do that a lot with him. They've we've seen a lot, and they tried to use Braun Strowman right as the guy getting all this heat on him for Braun. To feel, I mean, for people to feel bad because Braun is killing them all this time, but. People and end up backfiring on him because people end up liking Broadmoor. So I definitely think completely avoid going any of that route for sympathy. Um, I've said at nauseum, Terrell, here, man, I've talked a lot that they should make him a full blown heel. I've talked about this for probably maybe a year. Um, and it's, I don't think it's ever going to happen because I think they've had so many opportunities to turn him full blown heel. I think they're going to leave him like he is, dude, where he has some heel overtones. Every time he says, this is my yard, you can hear his inflection. It's a heel tone, and it's a shot at The Undertaker, and, and Roman knows and the writers know that the uh, audience is in love with The Undertaker for so many years and respect him, and rightfully so. So when someone like a Roman says, this is my yard, it's a direct shot. It's a heel overtone shot at the fans who love Taker. Got it? So right. th- that's about, you know, that that's cool. But then they do some babyface stuff for him where he's selling and getting beat up and laid out. So it's a little confusing. I think it's kind of um, maybe WWE evolving in the way heels and babyfaces are looked and that there's a lot of gray area in 
in a chunk of these talents, not all the talents. And I think that's where they're staying with Roman. Do I agree with it? No. Uh, to answer your question in long form, I think that Roman Reigns should be a full-blown heel. And I think they should have done that about seven, eight months ago, maybe a year ago. That That's my point on it. Thank you, Terrell, for calling. I appreciate it. So. You have an opinion on that, uh, they had, uh, Dennis uh, Jones, dirtbag, uh, dirt sheet, dirtbag? Oh, well, now that's, <laughs> that's hurtful. Say something! I kind of like where Roman's at now. I used to, I mean, I was with everybody. Turn him heel, he's already a heel, but I, he's coming out now, he's got that smirk, like he's, what did he open with Monday? He was like, hold on, you're going to like what you're going to hear here. And they booed him, and he said something about, like, oh, Samoa Joe choked me out, and the place goes wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's in a good spot. It's interesting. His, the feel for his character is very interesting. It is. Um, I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that anytime they want to make him full-blown heel, they can, and they tease it sometimes. But the Braun thing blew up in their face, and they, they are going with the flow, which is smart. They're going with the flow, just mine. I don't think they expect when that happened. I think it was at the Nassau Coliseum, that first yes. attack where he kept attacking them, attacking them, and they kept popping the people and popping. Look, WWE knows. I mean, and trust me, Vince knows. I Obviously, mean, I know Vince McMahon. Vince knows that, especially at the Nassau Coliseum, those people are going to react the opposite way you expect them to react. And uh, maybe he was testing the waters there. I don't know. You're never going to know what Vince is thinking. He's never gonna, never gonna tell you. You know, he's never gonna tell the public. He, he don't tell people close to him sometimes what he's thinking. He keeps his cards close to his vest. So you never know. But I think that um, I think they could turn Roman full-blown heel anytime they want. I'm a little old school in that manner. I, I think sometimes, you know, um, I, I, I believe in gray area for sure in, in talent. Um, I had a lot of gray area when I was a wrestler. But um, I do think that it should be a clear-cut deal. Well, okay, this guy or girl is a baby face, and this guy or girl is a heel. I don't know. I fight that sometimes with myself because I, I don't want to look at things very too old school, you know. I don't want – I don't. I try to be more opened up to, you know, uh, more broad of thought process in wrestling, that wrestling's evolved and characters and creative has evolved. It's funny because I love Jim Cornette on in about, you know, five to seven minutes, and Jim's a guy who is uh, – I think most would agree has a lot of old, you know, definitely an old school wrestling guy, you know, where uh, I'd like to get his thoughts on that. He probably uh, wouldn't shock me if he, he, he feels similar that there shouldn't be. He might think there should be no gray area. I don't know. I'll ask him. I mean, like what his thoughts are and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I'm curious to see what he thinks. I'm sure he talks about it on his podcast a lot. Uh, I would assume he does uh, about characters and stuff. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's been part of booking teams and, done so much stuff and had so much success in the business as an on-air manager and as a color commentator and uh, as behind the scenes as a writer so he's done a lot of stuff he's a bombastic guy uh, he's uh, you know controversial guy at times which I think uh, is, is good for him and you know I want I do want to talk about Smoky Mountain wrestling with him and, and for those that aren't familiar with Smoky Mountain wrestling you know Smoky Mountain started around 1991 and it, it kind of wrapped up around 1995 so it wasn't around a while uh, it wasn't around a super long time, I should say, but while it was around, it was hot, man. I can tell you that. I, I worked for them, and, and I knew how hot it was. Um, it was based uh, in Knoxville and uh, offices in Morristown, Tennessee. You know, and, and Cornette, um, along with a couple other guys, I know Tim Horner was one of the guys, maybe Stan Lane, I think. I, I can't remember who. It might have been Sandy Scott, I think, who helped put it together. 
Uh, I know Tim Horner was involved heavily. Um, I knew Tim a little bit. Good guy. Quiet guy, but talented as hell. Underrated. One of the best drop kicks you've ever seen in your life. Um, but anyway, they had a bunch of different big names coming uh, in through their um, doors over there at the Smoky Mountain. Uh, as I remember, you know, guys like, a uh, guy was a big influence on my career, Kevin Sullivan, the Rock and Roll Express, the Armstrong family, Bob Holly, Holly, you know, she's uh, Kane, Kane, Chris Candido, late great Candido, one of my better friends, miss him dearly, uh, D'Lo Brown, uh, Road Dog, you know, again, part of the Armstrong family, but Road Dog was there, you know, so a bunch of guys, I think I said Holly, Al Snow, another guy, Balls Mahoney, late great Balls Mahoney. You know, so, um, you know, it, it was an awesome, awesome promotion uh, was, uh, you know, was Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So um, I do want to talk to Jim about how it all started and everything, like some behind-the-scenes stuff, if you could say it. Uh, and not going to have a lot of time to get into some of the tag teams that were managed by Jim Cornette, but Dennis put together some uh, some notes here for me so I could share with you guys. Because it would mean that me and... Cornette will probably talk for a while, and I don't know if we're going to get into too much detail about some of these teams. Well, listen to some of these teams managed by Jim Cornette. Uh, Midnight Express with Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, uh, whatever configuration, or Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. The Fantastics, Fulton and Rogers. Okay, great. The Fabulous Ones, Stan Lane and Steve Kern. Great. I mean, these guys are all great. The Dynamic Dudes, for those that don't remember, Johnny Ace, who's John Laurinaitis. You guys know him from WWE, some of you younger fans. Uh, and uh, Shane, uh, Shane Douglas, uh, who was the... Uh, you know, a great legend, obviously, one of my arch nemesis in ECW. Uh, so Shane Douglas uh, was part of Dynamic Dudes coming out on skateboards. They were crazy. Uh, Ty Dye Jones, uh, bright colors. It was funny, funny gimmick. I used to tease Shane about it all the time after he was done with that. Rock and Roll Express, also managed by Jim Cornette, Ricky Morton, and uh, Robert Gibson. Uh, just got put in the WWE Hall of Fame. Inducted by Jim Cornette. Heavenly Bodies, uh, man, they were great. Uh, Stan Lane and Tom Pritchett. And then Tom Pritchett and Jimmy Del Rey, <coughs> that configuration. Um, and Del Rey also worked a long time over there with Pritchett uh, at Smoky Mountain. Uh, the new Midnight Express, uh, Bombastic Bob and Bodacious Bart. Owen Hart, the late great Owen Hart. And Yo- Yoko Zuna, late great. I mean, just, just so many legends here. Managed by Cornette, crushing Yoko Zuna. Uh, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Jesus, uh, the Harris Brothers, Ron and Don Harris, good dudes. Jeff Jarrett, Barry Windham. I mean, you know, listen. So, so this guy here, Jim Cornette, man, he has just, you know, done so much, had so much success in the business, and he's still rocking and rolling, you know, doing great with his podcast, uh, the Jim Cornette Experience, the Cult of Cornette. You know, that's his crew. I get the We Over Nation. He's got the Cult of Cornette. And who knows? Maybe some of you are part of both of it. I don't know. Most of you aren't loyal. That's unfortunate. Yes. See that, Dennis? That's what you do. You call people out on it. Straight at their face, bro. That's what I do. You know what I mean? Straight at their face. That's my gimmick. Honesty is the best policy. That's how I go. You seem depressed because we're not talking about you. No, I actually, I was riding the, the Chef Mike food bag high. You started to fall asleep. And, and now, yeah, I saw you. now I'm in the lull. I'll wake you up. Crosshead Jones. Crosshead! Spray Jones. You just got crosshaired. Yeah, so we're going to get into this here. We're going to go to break, yeah, I guess, in a second. got to go to break, actually. Uh, before we do that, so you got a lot of numbers lined up, all the girls, all that stuff. Maybe uh, whenever we record E5LVB for Monday's edition, we can get into that. But right now, we got to go to break, okay, because we got to talk to Jim Cornette. Other side of break, we will have Corny right here on the Taz Show. Be on the phone. Sit tight.
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here. Fourth quarter city right here on the Taz Show, streaming and screaming, Body Sims and Beyond. And uh, in a second, we'll have our special guest on here, the legendary Jim Cornette. And uh, looking forward to talking to Jim. Haven't haven't talked to him in quite some time. Talked to him briefly the other day on the phone, but no, no, you know, no stuff that we're going to talk about now. Just a little setup type of gimmick that we did. But uh, looking forward to this right here. So uh, hopefully people dig it. And uh, I want to before because once I think Jim and I get rolling and talking and having having a good time and shooting the crap, you know, I'm not going to get a chance to thank you guys uh, probably later on. So thanks to everybody who jumped on, who interacted on the phones today, and on. Uh, Social media, meaning Twitter, and on the uh, gimmick chat over at TazShow.com. Much appreciated. Appreciate that. And remember, no show Tuesday. We'll drop one show on Monday, a special E5L, Explicit 5 Live. Okay, so without any further ado, the special guest, I believe, is on the line, and that is the Jim Cornette. Jimmy, what's up, buddy? Taz, man, how are you? Thank you for having me. My pleasure, bro. Uh, it's been a long time, man. Jeez, I mean, we've our paths have crossed. It seems like a lot over the years, right? But never for a long time. <laughs> well, we we we're like two ships passing in the night. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm. You know, you're more like one of those streamlined cruisers, and I'm like one of those big battleships, <laughs> maybe a tanker. But uh... I work with a guy like that. Don't worry about him. My <laughs> that's my producer. He's a tanker. Uh, geez. So listen, man. You're, first off, congrats on the success. On the uh, Jim Cornette Experience, your podcast is uh, very, very, very successful, and, and I know a lot of my audience listens to your your podcast because I hear about it, and and you know uh, I want to say congrats on that. You know, as you know, it's tough, right, when you're from the business and you work in the wrestling industry so long. Sometimes it's hard to get success outside of wrestling, but uh, you you have done this, and I'm not surprised. You're very talented. Well, I appreciate that, and actually, I, I tell people now I'm I'm not in the wrestling business anymore. I'm in the Jim Cornette business, <laughs> and and be quite honest uh, with with what I've been doing the past couple of years. I make my own schedule. I do what I want to do, and I make more money than the last couple of wrestling companies I worked for full time. So God who's bless. the mark? Yeah, as Dutch Mantel would say. <laughs> who's the mark? No, man. It's and you know, listen. It, it, this podcast thing for several years has really. You know, so many of us from the business have been involved in that, obviously. But, you know, I believe, like, I always tell my audience this, Jim. I say, look, you know, there, there's plenty of place for every, plenty of spots for everybody, and everyone has different opinions. My only thing is I, what I try to tell wrestling fans. If you're going to listen to any audio or audio and video about professional wrestling, uh, make sure you go to a credible source. And make sure you go to guys or girls that lived it. And, and that's not a knock on people who have podcasts. Well, maybe it is. But it, it, a knock on people who haven't been in a locker room or, or, or been in a production meeting or an agent meeting or written a wrestling show or taken a bump. So you're a guy that obviously lived it for many years at a high, high level. So I would urge people to listen to a guy like Jim Cornette. Well, I appreciate it. And, we, you know, we not only we – do, we don't just do wrestling. We do, we do uh, shtick. Yeah. We do politics, we do pop culture, we do current events. I talk about the deer that, that rolla, frolic and, and yes, romp frolic. in my backyard. <laughs> and uh, we try to make it fun for everybody, but uh, it, we've got a lot of feedback on it. And the Jim Cornette experience, you can go to jimcornette.com, by the way. How, what was the over-under on how long I was going to mention that? I didn't even have to bother, bro, because I uh, knew you would, dude. I'm not going to bother, bro. You're a plug-a-machine. I understand the game. Uh, uh, you can go to... 
jimcornett.com get a link to the podcast or to my collectibles or or just find out anything else that I'm doing. Brother, I've been plugging you all week here, dude. I mean, I've been plugging you. Boy, I stuff. know, and boy, I'm really sore too. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. So, uh, so listen. I, I the one thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, Smoky Mountain, right? So, you know, I as you know, thanks to you for bringing me in, I had a short run there, and I wanted to stay longer, but it just didn't work out for nothing to do with you or the company back then. But I was always like. I remember, God rest his soul, but Chris Candido, when he told me he was working for you, him and Tammy, I'm like, and he told me about the Smoky Mountain thing back in the day, man. I was like, wow, I, I got to get involved with this. And, you know, the thing was, and I'm sure you know this, Jim, even though you're from the South, like back then, as you know, a lot of wrestling up north, if it wasn't WWF at the time, it was hard. We didn't have as many spots as the guys from the South did to work. So, you know, we had a few, which they weren't called independents then, as you know, but some, you know, New York and New Jersey or Massachusetts-based companies. But down South, man, you guys had so much, and I always felt like the talent was better because you guys just worked more. And here's Smoky Mountain. Candido tells you about it. I'm like, Chris, you got to get me somehow in touch. You got to somehow get me involved. And um, and then when I talked to you, I heard it wasn't just Chris who plucked for me, but it was Kevin Sullivan. Well, it, exactly, and and I found a lot of uh, gems in the rough from from Kevin Sullivan. Uh, he got me Jimmy Del Rey to be one of the heavenly bodies, and and uh, mentioned a variety of guys to me, and and always you know took Kevin's word because he'd been around the world, and he still sure. at that time was traveling and and watching everybody. But you're right with with Southern wrestling the. The fans down south were used to going to matches on a weekly basis. That's what pretty much every major city in the south, uh, the schedule they ran on was weekly. And over to Carolinas, the bigger arenas, bi-weekly or whatever. Right. Um, but, you know, then when the territories went away, everybody and their brother, for good and bad, uh, wanted to be a wrestling promoter to fill that, that void left. And, and it, you know, even to this day, there are probably five times as many wrestling events held in the south as there are in any other part of the country it's just what people grew up on and how they were educated and that's once again why the, there was so much top talent because the guys in smoky mountain even some of the younger guys brian lee had only been wrestling oh two or three years probably at that point but because he'd been in memphis they were still running six days a week yes so so the guys got a lot more work a lot more experience and and they, uh, the guys like the Rock and Roll Express and the Armstrong family and Tom Pritchard and the Dirty White Boy and those guys, they, Tracy Smothers, they knew how to work Southern Wrestling promotion for Southern Wrestling fans. And it, it's a different type of style. And really? it, when it works, it really works. And, and, and they were experts at it. It was. It was an adjustment. And I also had a short stint, I don't know if it was before or after Smoky Mountain, but with Lola down in Memphis. And it was a, definitely an adjustment, a, a different style of working. More a smarter style, you know, as a wrestler. I mean, I'm going back now. As you know, it's changed a little bit the business in general as a whole. You oh, think? Yeah, you think? <laughs> I know I you know think. It. I was saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but I want to get your thoughts on that in a sec too. But um, you mentioned the guy Brian Lee, and before we went live today, I was saying to my producer here, Dennis, I was like, you know, one of the funniest son of a bitches I've ever been around in my entire life was a guy named Brian Lee, which a lot of fans today might not know who Brian is. And I wanted to ask you some, just I know you got to have a few funny stories about Brian. Brian, but you know, I, I was nervous to ask you because you know how the business is, Jimmy. You never know from our era who's got heat with who. 
So, <laughs> well, and it seems like I tend to have conflict with people on a, on a semi-occurring no. basis. No. Well, no. I know it's hard to believe, no. you know, because no. I am a shy and retiring guy. But, no, Brian, I have not seen Brian in, in years and years. But, right. Brian, uh, there's no heat there. It just he Good. disappeared. Um, he was half-brothers with the, uh, the Harris boys, Ron and Don Harris. Of course, um, yep. And, uh, you know, he'd been wrestling in Memphis and had a lot of size and personality and, and uh, you know, and potential. He just, he was real green. But um, Brad Armstrong was not available, so therefore uh, Brian Lee became the first Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion. Yeah. And, I, you know, he, he was green at that point, but then later on when we switched him and, and he hooked up with Candido and Tammy and they were a tag team and he was a heel, he was, he was more comfortable that, in that role um, he, I think he produced better, and he had a, a flirtation, a couple of chances with, uh, uh, you know, the big time. With the Undertaker in, gimmick. Uh, well, yeah. in DOA or as the fake Undertaker. What hurt him one time was was when he, he got arrested for a little beef in Nashville where Undertaker had lived for years, and he told the police that were arresting him that he was the Undertaker. <laughs> and that, that's good. That, what if his key political allies in the uh, WWF fell by the wayside with oh that my move? God, why would he do that? He was, dude, he was a funny guy, as you know, man. He was funny. He was funny. I, I, I just liked being around him. He was great. I mean, he had a short stint in ECW, too. And, you know, uh, God, he just fit right in. He was just a, just a good guy. I mean, I liked I didn't know him as well as you, obviously. But so with Smoky Mountain, you know, uh, so what was the inspiration? It was yourself. It was, it was what, Tim Horner, Sandy Scott. I mean, you, got, you guys all got together on this thing. How did this thing work? I want to know how it all started. Well, and, and you mentioned the heat from people from years back. Horner's one of those guys. No, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's no way you got heat with Tim Horner. Horner was kind of a charity spot. I smartened him up because uh, he was going to do something in the same area as I was, and I didn't want him to muddy the water, and that didn't end well. But that's another story for another day. Right, Nevertheless, right. um, what, what I, we were trying to, I was trying to get out of WCW. Uh, Jim Hurd was driving me crazy. He'd already, right. You know, Flair was about to go. He'd already driven off the Road Warriors. It was just it was a sinking ship. Right. And a lot of things, as usual, with a serendipitous occasion, came together at the same time. Um, I, I wanted to uh, bring back territory wrestling. Uh, I, I was sick of these national promotions because, and I still believe, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it, a national promotion cannot succeed uh, anywhere to the level that a local promotion can in their area. Uh, with local broadcast television and, and uh, local promoters and publicity running the same towns, that's how wrestling maintained strong grips on areas in the past was a local territory. Yes. <clears throat> and obviously, since it was named Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I didn't intend to run Des Moines. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Knoxville was a great wrestling town. Even WCW was drawing in 1990 when I first came up with this idea mm. and uh, in Knoxville. And, and it had a lot of history. There were markets around there that were cheap to run the buildings. Sandy Scott, who had worked for Jim Crockett, knew a lot of these people. Uh, and then, of course, I had met Rick Rubin, uh, who was as much of an old-school wrestling fan as I was and yeah. expressed interest in backing financially uh, some type of effort to recreate that. And so it all came together, and that's what we did. And the, one, the, flaw, the flaw in the ointment, as they say, was that in between 1990, or 1988 and 1992, a lot of changes have been made with the deregulation of the television industry. Uh, infomercials and, and paid commercial time were the rule of the day in television. 
Whereas just a few years earlier, all these stations and all these markets had been carrying wrestling shows, did high ratings. They did it on a barter deal. Mm. Uh, so that's that's basically our journey was trying to get enough television to support the territory and make it big enough to support the wrestlers. But as it was, we had TV in a number of markets in East Tennessee, Eastern Kentucky, and Western Virginia, and ran about 15 shows a month for, for pretty much four years. Mm. Well, I remember one of the shows I worked for you uh, was somewhere in, I think it was in Kentucky, like at some, some gymnasium up in these mountains, man. I don't even, bro. <laughs> Here I am, a kid from Brooklyn, right? And I'm driving through this mountain. Never in my life, this is obviously years and years and years ago, I was green I was green myself, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? And then when I got to the building, and I don't even remember who, who you had me work with, I had so much fun. The people, it, as you know, easy. They were just easy. They just, they were receptive to, that's the bad guy, that's the good guy, cut and dry, simple stories, nothing crazy, let's have a good time, let's not overthink it. I had a blast. Those shows I worked for your company, I really did. When, when, you, when you went up in those mountains and you had, you know, five or seven hundred people in a, a high school gym screaming at the top of their lungs and they'd throw babies in the air when you locked up and arm drag somebody. <laughs> it's a and shoot, man. It's a shoot, man. It's crazy. It, it, was, it was a great audience to work in front of. And, of course, you know, it was easy for us, you know, the heels to get, they would get in the ring on occasion after us because... <laughs> They they were they already came amped up. Um, I tell you, Candido and Tammy when they moved down from New Jersey, yeah, we had a shot in Welch, West Virginia, <laughs> and they had just gotten there, right? And and you know, ribs if they're not mean spirited and they don't hurt your uh, personal property or damage your standing in front of the fans or whatever, they're, right. they're fun ribs. Of course, yeah. So we told Chris and Tammy uh, we need you to get to Welch about three hours early because we got to do promos. <laughs> They said, okay, and we said, now get your atlas out, and we showed them the straightest, the shortest way to go. Hey, hold on, Jim. For people that don't realize, this is pre-navigation. Atlas is like Rand McNally. It's an actual map. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everybody everybody had to have a Rand McNally road atlas in their car. I still do, as a matter of fact. I'm not surprised, bro. Hey, I had to leave a voicemail on your home answer machine. What the hell was that? That's a whole other story. Yeah, well, see, that's what you call being successful enough to communicate with the world on your own terms. But at any rate. You're a stud. So we tell them to get there three hours early, right? And we show them on on the map the shortest way to get there. Well, the shortest way to get to Welch, West Virginia from Knoxville, Tennessee, is not necessarily the quickest way. If you go about 80 miles out of your way and stay on the interstate as far as you can, you can get there about three hours quicker. <laughs> so we sent them off on these roads up through the, the hills, and, of course, we all go the, the proper way. Yeah, yeah. And we're sitting there waiting on them, and when they come in, they're sweating, and they're dragging their bags, and it's, <laughs> a, oh, my God, and they're panicked. They're, oh, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. <laughs> they had gone around roads where you could read your own license plate going around the mountain. <laughs> And we said, well, okay, don't, don't worry about it. You know, we, we know there's a little traffic. Uh, why don't you go home this way? And we, we told them the right way to go home. And when they got home like three hours quicker, it, it, they, they realized they'd been had. <laughs> that's a simple, that's an easy rib. That's not a vicious rib. I, I, no. Yeah, that's a good rib. I mean, uh, man, I'll tell you, it, it, it's, it's, uh, I, the, uh, I'm sure it's sometimes over the years, I mean, it's a long time ago, Smoky Mountain, but it's had to cross your mind that if you wouldn't have kind of ended it, you know, because you kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, you ended it because you ended up getting an opportunity with WWF back then, right? That's what happened? Uh, no, I got the opportunity with WWF because I told Vince, well, I'm going to close down. It, it was a Hail Mary. I, 
Oh, I went oh. to Vince and had a private meeting. I said, see, I was working for the WWF at that time to finance my wrestling habit in Knoxville. Uh, <laughs> if I hadn't been running the promotion, I probably wouldn't have been working in the WWF. I got that you. money was going, you know. I got you. So I have the private meeting because we, we had, you know, we, the, the heavenly bodies had moved on. We'd burned through a lot of talent in four years that, you know, you couldn't replace experienced talent like that, yeah. uh, you know, back then and just very easily. And the wrestling recession was getting worse. 1995 was the year that Vince lost $6 million. Yeah, yeah. So I went in with an ulterior motive. I went into it because I'd already been working with Vince for a couple of years uh, as manager and, and you know, and, and uh, trading talent back and forth with Smoky Mountain. And, of course, that's where Al Snow and, and, and Unabom, uh, Glenn Jacobs, yeah. who came Kane, Kane came yep. from. And, and the Heavenly Bodies got a run there, and a number of talents moved up and back and forth. Storm and Jericho, obviously. I gave right, them their right. first. Uh, I forgot about that. But yeah, now, now, now you say it. I remember yeah. that now. You say but that. Yep. Anyway, so I, I go to Vince, and I tell him, you know, right around November 95, I said, Vince, I just can't get over this last hump. We didn't get a big sponsorship. We didn't mm. get an international TV sale that we were trying to get. Gosh, I'm about... And this is what, at the time, it was just insurmountable. But now, we were probably about $10,000 a month short from making a comfortable profit and being mm. self-sustaining. Wow. Which geez. now is what they spend on catering. I know. I was going to say, that's yeah, nothing and, now. And, yeah. and once again, it spread that over you know, 12 or 15 shows. It yeah. Was just, you know, yeah. Anyway, it, but back then, it was a large amount of money. Yeah. And so I said, Vincent, we just can't make up this ten grand a month. I think we're going to have to close down. And I'm thinking in the back of my mind... For all the talent that we've, you know, got him, and we've used some of the <laughs> underneath talent, give him some extra work. He's and take he's care of place to, yeah, you. Know, yeah. He might take care of something like that. He, well, if you do close down, pal, let me know, because we'll move you right up here. <laughs> I want you on the creative team. Like Newman. That didn't work. He did the Newman. Newman. <laughs> Backfire City right there, bro. So, yeah. so basically that was... Um, and I've I've always jested uh, uh, with my good friend Paul. I think he was several million dollars in the hole on the bankruptcy thing. With when you say project. Paul, do you mean Paul Heyman? I mean my good friend Paulie Dangerously. That's how I know it. Got it. I uh, I'm glad you brought his name up because um, I, <laughs> I know I, I, I know him too. To say, I think when he closed ECW down, it was a bankruptcy court, and there were millions in 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 debt or whatever, and. And basically, I closed down when we could still pay the boys and pay the production company, and nobody would uh, feel put upon or taken advantage of, and that's what we did in Thanksgiving of, of 95. So that was... And okay. then, of course, a year and a half later, everything in the wrestling business pops. You got outlaw shows in the hills of Wisconsin drawing, you know, 3,000 people. So I just my timing was impeccable. It was, but listen, you mentioned Paul. Now, I, I, I think that's a... Pretty. Uh, I, I I didn't want to bring Paul up because I had a feeling you and Paul. Because I know there's always been a little bit of heat, just a little bit. Um, even though you guys did have a tuxedo match years ago, I do remember that. Yeah. Well, and and actually now, you know, the last time I saw Paul, they had. Uh, it's one of the times they had run him off from the WWF. They they tried to get they they knew that I wanted to be in Louisville and Ohio Valley wrestling, and they were trying to run me off. So they had to run me out of there. But they knew that Paul wanted to be in New York and book SmackDown, so they sent him to OVW to try to run him off. <laughs> Because we've always been opposite. So where I wanted to be, they yeah. tried to get me away from, but where they tried to get him away <laughs> by putting him where he didn't want to be. It was very strange. But. Listen, you two guys, look, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if you like it or he likes it. You guys are both ultra successful in your own worlds, and you're in the same world, I should say, and you have a lot more in common, I think, than neither of you guys will admit. 
let's be honest. I've always said it's like it's almost kind of like an overview, and you might not like this, bro, but I'm just being serious. It's like Jim Cornette is the southern version of Heyman, and Heyman is, is the northern version of Jim Cornette as far as wrestling managers and legendary managers owning companies, ECW, Smoky Mountain, that were, you know, uh, at the end of the day, regional, successful, and all that. Okay, I understand what you said about Paul with ECW, but... Dude, I got to tell you, both you guys, I think for fans, they respect and love both you guys. Really. Oh, well, my wife said, she calls it him the bizarro version of me. <laughs> there you go. And of course, <laughs> I'm sure if he were looking at it from his perspective, I'd be the bizarro version of him. But, yeah, but yeah there's probably not two people walking the face of the earth that have, have written, booked, produced more wrestling shows yep. or wrestling television single-handedly. Than, than than me and my good friend Paul. Uh, no, I you know, and we're we're good. It's only Anderson told me one time, Cornette, and I'm gonna have to censor this. Cornette, I used to think you were a dumb f, <laughs> but so many other dumb f's have come along that are worse than you. You moved up the ladder without doing anything. <laughs> That's good stuff. Paul Paul and I bonded years ago over over mutual enemies, and 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 uh, he just he has more patience than I do. Wow, I'm shocked to hear that, but because he's oh not. Oh my God! Well, he wears a suit every day. He does. He lives in New York. He does. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He goes to the office and works with these people, and there are no restraining orders filed. He's got much more patience. <laughs> Did you say restraining order? Wait a I minute. Wait, well, it came out of my mouth. <laughs> Did I hear the word restraining order? Listen, listen, the, Paul and you. I'm telling you, both you guys respected. Both of you guys, ultra successful. I don't care if you like each other, you don't like each other. Don't mean nothing to me. I do remember that time you came into the ECW at, and shocked the world. And I was one of the top guys, and I was shocked. I had no idea you were showing up. You came in. I was like, what the hell? Was that Cornette? And you were gone. <laughs> well, it, it was uh, Candido had called me and said, you got to help us out. Uh, you know, and I always like to do favors for Chris, right? right. I think that's why Paul and Chris call me. Yeah, of course. Uh, he said, uh, you got to help us out. We need a surprise for the ECW Arena show. I said, what do you mean you need a surprise? We said, well, he said, every, every month at the show we have a surprise, and this month we don't have one. I said, but Chris, the definition of a surprise is a shocking, unexpected event. If they're expecting a surprise, but nevertheless, we're in semantics here. Well, of course. So I had tried to arrange for my old friend Dennis Corluzzo and Paul to make up their their war. Yeah, I remember that. And and trade talent and let each other use each other's guys on on days off and run more shows in the New Jersey, Pennsylvania area. I, I said I will come down and do this event for nothing. If uh, if if Paul would just shake hands with Dennis because Dennis has been hurt by some of his activities. Of course, yeah. Dennis was no saint himself. I and, I, and I knew was, Dennis. I knew Dennis. I knew. That was that was going to be the deal. And of course, I came down. Paul sent a limo to pick me up and take me down there from Connecticut and took me and Dennis Corluzzo both to Morton Steakhouse and paid for everything. The limo driver did. Paul was not around. He was at the show. <laughs> then we came to the show and Paul gets in a limo and says, "Well, the show's going on. There's been some heat." Dennis, I don't want you to come in right now. I'm going to have a meeting in the morning and announce that we're all working together. <laughs> so I go in the building and do the deal, and it got a great response. And yeah. I, as I'm running out, because literally they ran me in in the darkness, as you recall. I, it's a shoot, I remember. Yeah. yeah, and then as soon as we were done, they ran me out again, so that me and Lawler, neither one got killed. Yeah. And on the way back through jumping in the limousine, Paul slaps an envelope in my hand. It's $750 in cash. So I, I asked for nothing except... Uh, Paul and Dennis to shake hands and make up and work. Oh, together. so you are you are looking for a payday? You would but just. I, I got seven fifty. I got a limo ride. I got dinner at Morton's. Mm. But the one thing that I asked for, you didn't get. <laughs> two days later, Paul said, "Nope, Dennis has, has broken our deal, and we're not going to work together." <laughs> Unbelievable. That's well, why I never came back. <laughs>
I actually had fun ticking those people off. I had I had more heat there than than uh, uh, probably anywhere in, in in my modern wrestling career. Oh, the garbage yeah. in the ring was two feet deep. Dude, you and Lola had some heat. I mean, because that's how to that territory up in Philly was built. You know, it was you guys were anti. You know, what I mean, of course. I mean, it was a layup. It was perfect. I mean, God, too bad it didn't work out for, to go longer because it would have been we we all could have made a lot of money on it. You know what I mean? Uh, all of us, you know. So, uh, but uh, things happen if, for a reason. If, if we weren't killed first, <laughs> that's true. You might have gotten killed. Yeah, that's the shoot. Um, so, look at that. Well, what is the what is the deal? So, I I, I said the other day. Okay, I, I don't want to go here, but I want to lightly bring it up because I, you know, my regular audience. I don't want them to get like, oh, Taz, you know. Jimmy, my thing here, I, I don't do a lot of guests, but when I have guests, because I'm on the air every day, I I I try to make it. Just have fun. I never. I don't believe in asking. I'm not one of these guys, dude. That asks the hard question. That's not my thing. I don't ask the hard question. I just have. It's just like us, just you know, shooting a bull. So, but I, I think you know where I'm going here. I just. I, I gotta just touch on it. Maybe just just so I. It's not ignored. I said I was gonna get into this with you, but I don't want to. You mentioned the word restraining order. Why don't you take a second here, whatever the th- stuff with yourself and Vince Russo, which is none of my business. I don't get involved with people's business. I don't mind people's business. That's this, that I, I, but some fans might want to hear your take. It, maybe they don't listen to the Jim Cornette experience. Maybe they will after this. Maybe you want to give your take on it as well, high road well, as you can. How about that? Well, first of all, not listen to the Jim Cornette experience. Horror of horrors. That's how a, can how they? How could they do that? I agree. Because uh, we, we do drop the education on folks every week. But I at agree. any rate, no, you know, some people know just real briefly, Vince Russo and I have had a checkered past, and, and there's been times where we didn't get along, such as every moment that we were drawing breath. But, uh, but now I've been suitably chastened recently by my activities that have led to a, a serious legal situation. Vince Russo served a restraining order, actually a protection order on me, that I'm not allowed to go around him or his home or his family because we, we, some words were exchanged on his podcast about me and my podcast about him that got out of hand. And, and as a result, Vince, poor Vince, and I hate this, I hate this, because apparently, I know it says, I know because it says so on the document, he was sitting at his house in fear of me because it says right here on this document, protection order, Vince Russo is in fear of his life. So I didn't realize that, that my behavior like that was, was causing another human being such distress, and I've, I'm trying to modify my behavior because the last thing that I ever wanted to do was to scare the little fella. And so as a result, I want to remember what I've done so that I know to never do it again, and just in case I forget. I want my fans out there, the cult of Cornet members, I want them to remind me and to facilitate that. I am selling copies of that emergency protection order that Vince Russo placed on me on my website, jimcornet.com. Just go to collectibles, click on that, and it's in the 8x10 section where you can get the autographed 8x10s. You can also get an autographed exact copy of this protection order and $4 from every order. And they're only 10 bucks delivered, right, with postage. So it's mm. an amazing deal. But $4 of every order, $4 for every order uh, sold will go to the WHS Crusade for Children to help special needs children in Kentucky and southern Indiana. Just yesterday we raised about five, $600. We're, we're still tabulating. The orders are coming in like crazy. Mm. But we raised about five, 600 bucks, and, and we're, we're going to continue that uh, for as, as long as people want copies of these. And that way, any time that I start to slip... <clears throat> in my behavior and start to revert to my previous methods 
of telling people what a low-down gum-bump and sack snake feces that I thought Vince Russo was. Well, now I can be, I can be, mod, my behavior can be modified again. I can be reminded that I shouldn't do this because apparently I have, I have scared poor Vince. Well, so, so Jim, so I remember like when we were all in TNA together, I remember being in meetings and it, everybody was kind of cool with each other. You guys were civil with each other. You guys, you know, you could sense a little, but you guys are both professional then. I'm sure things, obviously, obviously things went away. I haven't been following what's going on. I have not talked to Vince in quite some time, but probably a year or so. But uh, it's like, so what? I mean, well, what? It, it was a little rib by my good friends, Dutch Mantel and Jeff Jarrett, because they had been calling me to come to TNA as soon as I was done with the WWF back in 2005. And I, it took about a year before I came because I was like, well, I've just, I've been, you know, booking OVW. I need to wring my brain out. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Finally, I go in, and three months later, they hire Russo. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I and I thought I'd been safe. I thought I was safe because they'd already he'd been there and they'd fired him. So I tried to give him, give my notice, and and Jeff and Dutch wouldn't accept it. And slowly they kind of maneuvered us into working in the same room, and etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And it was I told Jeff after the fact it was a three year rib because the the basically the week after when Jeff was gone and Dutch was gone and. A lot of the other agents were gone, and, and changes were being made. Um, I went to Vince in the hallway, and I said, Vince, I said, I know we've had a checkered past, but I shook his hand, and I said, I will help you because the team is in need, and you know these guys are going to, uh, we're going to need some, some way to keep these guys in, in line here. Everybody's going to try to take over the, the asylum. Mm. And as soon as I shook hands with him, it took three years to get to that point. <laughs> and then he, he had that goofy idiot Dixie Carter fire me the next week. Yeah, I, I was. And, and I remember. I remember. Way, since you brought his name up, since you brought his name up, and we're we're not engaging in malicious conduct here, but no. you were in the famous meeting, mm. and we touched on this when I talked to you on the phone last week. You were in a famous meeting that I supposedly screamed and yelled at Vince Russo, and was unprofessional, and it was reported in the Sun newspaper, and that was the reason given out as to why that they fired me and then brought Ed Ferrara in. Mm. And just, do you remember, you remember that meeting, do you remember I, I do. anything unprofessional happening? Do you remember me screaming at him or threatening him or telling him I was going to beat him up or well, anything like that? Well, not that anyone can hear this. It's not that you put me on the spot, Jim, uh, but no, no, I kid. No, I don't. I, I, I don't remember that. I mean, I, um, I don't remember if there was a post show after that regular meeting. In that regular meeting, I don't recall any of that happening, to be honest. I don't. I just don't. I mean, I've been hitting the head a lot, but I don't recall that. Um, yeah, nobody else did either except whoever the unnamed source was, but that was Dixie's way of, of trying to make her, you know, because she, she did consider Vince her little flower. Well, they had, a, they had a close bond for, you know, I mean, like she, uh, they, for a long time there in TNA, for sure. I remember it. I mean, I remember they definitely, they definitely you know, and I mean like in a professional way, not like that. But, uh, you know, she, uh, you know, the way you put it, it's an interesting way, a little, yeah, we'll just say a little well, flower. He, see, he had to be cultivated. And and took took care of and and have enough sunlight enough water so she made sure that nobody messed with him because that was her little project there and and you know uh, that's unfortunately now Dixie doesn't have a wrestling company but you know what nobody's going to give any benefits for Dixie Carter mm. but I'm just saying you guys had a, you guys definitely make money that they 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 didn't because of her leadership right well yeah that's a whole nother topic but um <laughs> yeah i'm just saying like i i remember that short time 
uh, while you and I were in TNA together, like I said, you guys always seem like I want to. I don't want to run around and say you guys looked like you were best friends, but you guys were always both professional with each other. Um, and it would have been interesting if you guys could have worked together from a creative standpoint. Probably not. I think that I think people would be more intrigued. Back to talking about Paul Heyman real quick. Could you imagine? I'm sure it'll never happen, but Paul Heyman and yourself, if you got, it would probably never be able to work because you, you, the booking would be. If you and Paul were working together, booking a territory, that probably lasts a week, right? <laughs> it would be interesting. Actually, it, it probably would stand a lot better chance than, than me and Russo working together. We could, yeah. Russo and I could never work together because, you know, we have complete opposite viewpoints. With yeah. Paul, it, it would depend on the – because he adjusts his, his approach. And depending on the area, the audience, the talent roster, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, he adjusts his approach to get the most out of the least, and I'd like to think that if we were booking down south, I'd be in charge and he'd be helping me. If we were booking up north, he'd be in charge and I'd be helping him. That'd be awesome. And, That'd be great. and I think the thing is, if we could get over our personal pit, we could probably come together on wrestling, uh, Paulie and I. I think probably our personal picadillos. If I showed up ten minutes early and he was three hours late... <laughs> That would happen. Or whatever. That would probably be the, 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 the point that killed it. No, you got I, – I really – I think that would be – talk about fantasy booking. You two guys together booking would, would – it would be it'd be crazy. It would be awesome. Uh, I think because both of you guys come up in the business at the same era, even though you're both from different parts of the country, but you guys both worked in the same companies for so long together, uh, and you both have a certain strong, extremely strong passion for wrestling. You know what I mean? And and I, I wrestling, not, not sports entertainment, wrestling. Uh, you know, even though Paul – you know, he's, he's a push name and a big name on a sports entertainment company. But, at, you know, Paul, at the end of the day, he's, he's a wrestling guy. Imagine this. Uh, the guy that he's managing is the only one that people believe in is, is real. And uh, generally, uh, the, the matches that he's involved in are featured as main events. So, Paul, Paul still has a good grip on what's going on. <laughs> you think? Yeah. That's why I say the difference between me and Paul is he has a lot more patience than I do. And he's willing to coexist with a lot of people that he doesn't like yeah. and that he knows doesn't like him. <laughs> For the sake of business, whereas I just like sit here at the castle and watch my deer frolic. That's nice. Did you guys bump into each other at the Hall of Fame gimmick when you did the thing with um, the Rock and Roll Express? No, didn't. I did not see. I haven't seen him in ages. Oh, wow. Okay, I was just wondering. I didn't know. I didn't know if you did. <laughs> the, as I said, I think the last time I saw him in person was when they sent him down here in OVW trying to run him off, and I came over to visit. Gotcha. 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 Well, look, man. Um, look, it's it's a blast having you on here. I'm already 15 minutes over, but that's all right. I'm live. I, I kind of run the game here, bro. I kind of do what I want. You know what you I mean? Always ran a little long. I, <laughs> yeah, the promos, not in height, but in promos, you know. But uh, but look, man, I, I don't know when I'm going to see you again, but I'm looking forward to it. You know, I mean, it's um, it's great catching up you up with you for sure, man. And uh, congrats again, uh, JimCornette.com. You can get see everything about Jim right there and order a lot of uh, different different uh, memorabilia and stuff like that and anything Jim's got, including uh, you know. Uh, uh, rights of protection or whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably shouldn't have brought that up before, but I just felt like I had to. Well, and, and, and plus also we are raising money for a good cause. Yes. Because I, yes. I don't want my horrible behavior toward that saintly Vince Russo to, 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 to go unpunished. And this is a good way for me to redeem myself by raising money for the kids and, and, and just admitting what I've done, that I've scared Vince Russo to within an inch of his life. And I'm ashamed of that. Yes. I'll never be able to forget that. At least you're not being sarcastic. Um, so, <laughs> well, look, Jim, uh, as usual, uh, 
you know, you're always entertaining. You're very insightful. You, you've been around the block more than once. Uh, all your success uh, from everywhere, from TNA to WWE, no particular order, WCW, uh, Jim Crocker Promotions, Ring of Honor. I mean, just you've done it all, bro. So, uh, you know what? Congrats on uh, an amazing legacy you built. Uh, you know what? I tip my cap as uh, someone from the business uh, that's been around a while, too. Uh, I, I, nothing but respect. Thank you, Taz. And I think uh, of all of my exploits in wrestling, I most enjoyed uh, being able to teach you how to shoot. And uh, <laughs> and, it, and also the, the Shinonomaki and, the, you know, the, just all the holes I was able to teach yes. you to take care of yourself when the guys were picking on you. Everyone knows that you could put a sugar on a guy in a hoppy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Those who get it, get it. Uh, all right, brother. Listen, uh, I, I appreciate you. Make sure everybody out there goes to JimCornette.com. Follow Jim on Twitter at the Jim Cornette, uh, and check out the Jim Cornette experience. Uh, dude, listen, man, we got to do more stuff together, you know? Hey, I can be had anytime. I have been. <laughs> uh, I would love to come back, uh, keep doing what you're doing. I, as I told you the other day, it, once again, it's great to see uh, somebody else that's had success outside the wrestling industry. And uh, uh, to, uh, I think to quote Buddy Rogers, to a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. Oh, well, thank you, Jim. I appreciate that, my friend. And, uh, and uh, listen, bro, we got to do this again. All right, man, I got to run, and I appreciate you, Jimmy. You got it. Thank you, Taz. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Right there, Jim Cornette. Uh, great spot right here at the show. I appreciate him coming on. It was awesome. It was definitely awesome. I'm running very late here, and I have to go. Uh, for those people on Facebook Live, uh, you know, I, I, you know, if you heard this earlier, going to do a E5LVBG. Uh, it will not happen on Facebook Live. It will be recorded uh, soon. And it will drop on Monday. Uh, some new content. There'll be no show Tuesday. So no show on July 4th. We will drop audio and video. Right, Dennis? Video too? Yes, video. Dennis is half asleep because he ate a lot of food before. And uh, for those that didn't hear the show earlier, Dennis uh, caught us up to speed on his speed dating antics, his crushing of boxes. We've had all that. So uh, we'll get into more of that actually in the E5LVBDG. So we'll do that also. Uh, and I want a, a special thank you to Jim Cornette for coming on the Taz Show. Much appreciated. I hope you guys have a great July 4th weekend. It should be beautiful weather and all that stuff in most of the country here or wherever the heck you live. Uh, but I want to thank everybody, and I want to thank my team here. And we'll be back live, live on Wednesday of next week. So uh, that's a wrap. That's that. And, again, thank you to Jim Cornette for coming on the show. I appreciate him very much. And I hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Jim and I. We'll have him on down the road again. And, again, thank you, everybody who interacted on Facebook. Maybe you called the show. Uh, gimmick chat, Facebook Live. Much appreciated for everybody here at the Taz Show. I am Taz. You are not. Have a great weekend. Talk to you guys live, live on Wednesday, E5LBGGD on Monday. Bye-bye. I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. So go 
going for another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up. Carolina here to stay. I'm up and now.